to do part three of this series where we're talking about uh, the revelation of who is Israel. Tonight's show, like I said earlier, we're going to be dealing with the purpose, but part one we dealt with how do we know Israel uh, using the scriptures. Part two, then we talked about alternative ways of knowing we're Israel. And then tonight we're dealing with... Um, bear with me here. I'm trying to do three things at one time. Tonight we're dealing with the purpose, and then there will be a part four where we actually talk about now that we know we're Israel, now that we see how relevant it is, what in the world do this have to do with our salvation? What in the world does this have to do with everyday life? So what if we are Israelites? So what if Christ was a person? with dark skin. What does this got to do with today? So what if the people of the Bible were all dark skinned people? Very little white people was in the scriptures if you like some of what y'all are saying. So what? What do they have to do? Why are so many of y'all uh aspiring to be these Israelites? Why are y'all taking a refuge and knowing uh that you're Israel or that you think you're Israel and there's lots of people with very intelligent questions around this. So tonight, 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 we want to focus on answering your question. Not just that question, but many other questions. People go as far as to say, well, there's people all over the world of other ethnic backgrounds. What does this revelation have to do with the Indians in India? What does it have to do with the Chinese? There's over a billion Chinese. If the Most High is going to do anything on this planet, surely he's going to include the Chinese. What are y'all doing about the Chinese? And there's people, some of you have over the years asked me questions like, okay, what if we are black? What does it have to do with my uh, with my husband or with my wife or with my children, with my just anything? You can just fill, up, fill in the blank. What does this have to do with it? What does this have to do with it? So tonight we are going to try, with the help of the Most High, to answer as many questions along these lines as we can. I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to answer all your questions, but I'll tell you one thing. You, my friend, dear listener, will not be the same after this show with regards to this topic, with regards to this topic. The last show, I must say this before I move on, the last show I want to thank all of you that listened to part two of part uh, part two out of four um, with uh, the subject alternative proof of black biblical Jews. That show, and I'm looking at the number right now, is at 2,989 listeners, 100 calling live and five, 100 listen over the Internet and five calling in live. Now, I don't know if... If uh, blog talk is being honest and fudging those numbers, I have my doubts. But at any rate, we know that there's people out there listening, and that's the main thing. It really is the main thing. So I just want to thank you all for tuning in. I hope that we do a good job with this part three because for sure souls are at large. People are asking questions. They want to know. They want to know. They want to know. That's all these numbers tell me is there are people that are curious to know what is the most high doing. These are people that's after his heart. I believe anyway. I know you got always those that's peeking in to see what's going on, be competitive and 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I know about those folks too. So anyway, uh, I like I always say, I, I like to give everybody a little bit more time, a few more listeners uh, that I know always it's on the phone lines. I don't see them. They t- tend to run late, some of them. And I want to give them just a little bit more time because they are the faithful listeners. Some of you are always listening. You're on the um, you're here now, so I appreciate that. I do see my guests. I believe they're in the house. We're gonna have Brother uh, Gary on tonight from Fort Worth, and Brother Yahshua on the line from Cincinnati, and they are already here. So that's one good thing when your guests show up. And I want to thank these brothers ahead of time ahead of time for uh, being on the show. And we did part one. I, I talked with Brother Carl tonight. I don't know if he's going to be listening. He said he may, may not. He don't know. Uh, he's got some things, I guess, going on. So um, he may or may not stop by. Uh, but uh, I did, um, Brother Yahshua and Brother uh, Gary is here. These brothers uh, are no joke. Those of y'all that don't know them, you're in for a treat. Uh, they're from Israel now. Uh, they know uh, amateurs with regards to what the Most High is doing in this last and evil day. They are no amateurs in terms of understanding the scriptures. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're not. We do have our disagreements. That's what people do. But I can tell you this. These brothers' heart is, I believe, right. Okay? And that's what we got to remember. Is a person's heart right? You may not always agree on everything they say, but is their heart right? Are they really really, really trying to pursue the most high. That's what it's all about. You don't want to unite with people uh, that is not trying to pursue the most high. I don't care how smart they are. So I just think these brothers is real in terms of they, they're wanting to please the most high, okay? So, people, let's do this. I'm going to take a quick little break here. And I'm going to play uh, uh, a commercial that I kind of didn't get a chance to play last week. I try to play this all the time. So y'all, I've got a couple of commercials that I need to get out of the way. I want y'all to know who these people are, some people on the Internet, some good help, food people. And um, I just i am glad they're around. So we'll check, the, check them out, and uh, we'll play a, a, a quick little clip, and we'll be back. That'll give some of our friends a little bit more time. So check this out, uh, uh, this, this little clip on uh, talking about iodine and also about the price of gold, buying gold, and we'll be right back, okay? So these two clips and a, a little bit of music, and we'll be right back shortly, okay? In for a treat tonight. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock. Save you money and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. If you're taking one, two, five, or more nutritional supplements, please stop. 
Simplify your supplementation with Bio Superfood, the most advanced nutritional whole food supplement you can buy. Men, women, children, even Olympic athletes the world over have discovered Bio Superfood from BioAge.com. And now take just one nutritional supplement instead of many. The Bio Superfood formulas are whole food products composed with four of the most nutrient-dense algae found on Earth. Bio Superfood for the brain helps with focus, memory, clarity, and mood. If you can increase brain health, the rest of the body is a no-brainer. Bio Superfood has zero toxicity, and it's safe for you and your family. Learn more and order your Bio Superfood formulas at BioAge.com, spelled B-I-O-A-G-E.com, BioAge.com, or call 877-288-9116. That's 877-288-9116. BioAge, the age of advanced organics.
Again, this is Brother Seth, and it's another episode of Blog Talk Radio, and this is Five Smooth Songs you listen to, and uh, we're just glad to have everybody in the house. Phone lines is lit up. Chat, line, chat room is a little slow, but I have to admit I just opened it up during the show, so I'm sorry if y'all are listening and you couldn't get into the chat room. Try again. I'm going to go ahead and open the phone lines and not uh, further delay our guest, uh, uh, brother, uh, let's see, this looks like Brother Gary. Uh, brother Gary, you on the line? Yes, I am. Good afternoon. Good evening, brother. <clears throat> well, uh, shalom, my brother, and welcome to the show. And let me go ahead and see if I can get my other guest on the phone line. I think this is him, uh, Erico513628. Uh, yeah, hey, shalom, shalom, Seth. Okay, all right. Well, listen, everybody, welcome to the show. I appreciate y'all taking the invitation. I know y'all have wives. Uh, I'm not going to say wives. I meant to say. <laughs> I know y'all have other things to do. I know y'all got families and everything. So, uh, again, I appreciate y'all taking time over such a, la- uh, a late minute, uh, late notice. Folks, we was really going to do this on tomorrow, and I just decided the last minute to do it today, and I apologize. Uh, but anyway, we're here. Listen, what I want y'all to do real quick, Brother Gary, you can go first, is just let everybody know how they can get a hold of you um, because I, I'll probably drop the ball and forget and won't be able to, um, you know, last I think last time we got it in. But I just want to make sure everybody know how to get a hold of you, who you are, just, just, a, little, uh, just a little bit about yourself, please, if you don't mind and uh, how they can reach you and what you're doing with Israel now or whatever project you got going on, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can be reached at Gary Ellison on Facebook or either Israel Now. Uh, that's Israel, uh, commonly English spelled now with two W's. Uh, also on Israel Now website page, uh, there's a web page there that you can also go to as well, and it should have contact information there as well. Uh, <clears throat> as far as about me, um, what can I say? Um, as far as dealing with the issue of Israel, as far as uh, my own personal responsibility is to uh, deal with issues that, that of the prophetic nature that concerns where we are, who we are as people, and where we're going. So um, with that being said, um, ready to dig in and get right into it. Okay, brother, uh, Yeshua, again, same question, who you are, a little bit about yourself. Remember, some people never heard of y'all, never heard of y'all, and they have no reason in their mind, they're thinking, they're thinking to believe anything you're saying. As a matter of fact, some people come with the bone to pick with us tonight because this show is literally described to, uh, um, let me just, 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 I probably should have did this earlier, but I'm going 100 miles an hour. Let me just quickly read the show's description just just so y'all know what everybody is reading before they even get to you. Uh, It says, what is the purpose of knowing the Jews was black? That's the name of the show. And then I went on with the description. It says, some may say, so what to the Bible's Israelites being black? Or the Messiah look like, uh, or if the Messiah look like the brown dust that God made. They further state, what in the world does this have to do with people today? So what does it have to do with the past, the present, the future, or with God in our lives today, or even our money, health, etc.? Also, for those who speak of the Messiah coming and grace being instituted and no need for natural Israel or the Old Testament, I went on to say this show is for you. Then I 
lastly uh, put out here, while others know in their spirit this is profound and crucial truth to understanding life in, hold on, let me start over. While others know in their spirit this to be profound and crucial truth to understanding life today in our world. And I went on to say, whatever your angle is on this, one thing we promise you is you will not look at this subject the same after today. That's what I put out there for everybody to see. So we're drawing people based upon that. So a lot of people will probably have a chip on their shoulder. Having said that, Brother Yahshua, who are you and how can they get a hold of you? Okay. Um, well, yeah, like you said, uh, name is Yahshua. Um, you can get a hold of me via um, through my uh, email. Uh, Yahshua uh, Pakad, which is P-A-Q-A-D at yahoo.com. You can email me or um, my Facebook page, uh, Yahshua Mishadaya, um, on Facebook. That last name is spelled uh, M-A, or sorry, uh, A-M-I-S-H-A-D-I-Y-A-H, or the Israel Now page, either one. Um, And just trying to uh, do the work of the Most High, trying to... uh, serve the Almighty um, in all my capacity, trying to live a life that's pleasing unto the Most High. You know, um, that's pretty much it, um, bringing as many people into this knowledge um, that will accept it, as many people as the Most High is called, and um, that's pretty much it. All right, folks. Okay, there you have it. This is our guest. This is who will be on tonight, including myself. Y'all should know me, uh, Brother Seth. Um, been doing this um this page here for like a year and a half now. Uh, the subject on the table, like I said, is what is the purpose of knowing the Jews was black? What I would like to do is, Brother Yeshua, we're going to switch it up this time. I would like for you to go first, and if you could, just what, what? how can I say this? What is your intentions on doing the shows you do as long as you've been doing them? You've been doing this for a long time. I've been knowing you for a while. Why do you keep the feast days? Why? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. That's the same question. Why do you teach what you teach? Why does this fascinate you so? Many argue that we're looking for some new train to jump on, some new identity because we lack identity, and uh, they're afraid of this movement because the Bible says about the Israelites, about the true Jews, that those that bless you I will bless and those that curse you I will curse. Well, if we say we're the real Jews and we're not, we're actually cursing those that say they are Jews. And so a lot of people, Christian circles uh, and other circles, really fear this Israelite movement because they're saying you guys are in trouble. Y'all are going to be in trouble with the Most High because you're coming against God's people, uh, saying you're God's people. So what do you have to say to them? And just, just why do you do what you do? Why are you – what – why, what is the purpose of knowing the Jews was black? What if he was, so what? What if they were, so what? Okay. That's what some people would say. That's what some people would say. So what? what is your response? Um, my response would be, um, first of all, it's hard to, not hard, but it's actually impossible to understand uh, last-day prophecies without understanding who the nation of Israel is, who the true nation of Israel is. Um, a lot of the last day, sorry, a lot of the last day prophecies has to do with 
the condition that the Israelites will be in in the last days, um, the condition they, they will be in as a nation, as a people, um, and, and the, um, the the scattering of the Israelites. All these things have to do with last day prophecies. So um, if we're looking for another people to be Israel, they were not understanding the last day prophecies correctly. Um, I know a lot of times if you watch um, any type of traditional, um, you know, religious programs come on TV, you'll see um, a lot of them make statements to say that the Messiah can come back any time because the Jews are now back in the land. Well, first of all, um, that can never be correct because the Jews are not back in the land. We are the truth. We're not back in our land. So, you know, now now that poses a whole other problem and a whole other dynamic. So, I mean, just in the understanding of Scripture, you must understand who the Israelites are, you know. Um, and then uh, as far as the people being black, I mean, um, they just are. Um, the people are black. They were described with woolly hair. They were described as a dark-skinned people, um, you know. And even in that region, I think like you stated a little earlier, um, you, that region, they were all in and around other black nations, and they blended in with these black nations, and they couldn't even tell the difference. For example, we know Moses was mistaken for an Egyptian. Um, we all know that Egyptians were black people. So how could Moses, if he was what traditional people think of the modern-day so-called Jews today, a lot of people looked at them as white people. Well, how could Moses be mistaken for one of them? Even if he had on Egyptian garb or Egyptian clothes, he would have never been mistaken by the women at the well for an Egyptian. Um, so, you know, just, just different things like that. Uh, we can see a lot of hints and a lot of clues throughout the scripture. Um, and as far as keeping the feast days, um, I believe that just about everyone, I don't know who's out there in the listening audience, but just about everyone in your listening audience, would say that they follow Christ. Uh, Hebrew will say Messiah from the Greek is Christ. It just means anointing one. They would say that they follow Christ. Well, in following Christ, I believe we should walk the way he walked, and he was our example that the things he did we should do. You know, how he showed love to his people, and he even showed love to his enemies because the Almighty gets the vengeance. You know, a lot of people are trying to make their own vengeance, but the Almighty said that the Messiah taught us to love our enemies but in doing so, you heap hot coals upon their head. So it's up to the Almighty to get the vengeance and not for us. So basically, every walk and everything that he taught, we should try to follow in his footsteps. Everything that he did, we should try to follow in those footsteps. And when we go back and read the Gospels about his life, we can see that he actually kept the Passover. So in claiming to be a follower of Christ, then I believe we should do the same thing. We should keep the Passover. You know, he also kept the Feast of Tabernacles, which we can see in the scriptures as well, which is located in um, John chapter 7, around verses 1 through 12. Um, so we can see that he kept these commandments, he kept these days, and all we're trying to do is follow in his footsteps because he was the example. He was the only person to live from life to death without ever committing any sins. So that's a great example to look up to. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And I will uh, answer the same question I posed to y'all. I believe this is important for lots of reasons. Um, I guess we're going to take our time because, you know, obviously they got more to say on, than that. I'm just trying to give them a little intro um, 
So I would say in a nutshell, the reason why we need to know Israel is because the Bible says we should know. The Bible, we should follow the scriptures. And if I believe our number one reason in doing whatever we do upon this planet should be authorized by the Most High. And if the Most High is saying that the world is going to know who Israel is, they should know. If the word, if the scripture is saying that, you know, that he would uh, bring in the spiritual Jew, the Israel will reject the Messiah and the Most High will bring in the spiritual Jew and the world will be salvaged or saved, then how are you going to know, how is that process going to happen without knowing who the, the natural Jews are? You might mess around and think the spiritual Jews is the natural Jews. So it is impossible to have a relationship with the Most High, well, I'm not going to say impossible because there are people out in the uh, out in the bush that the Bible says they be judged by their conscience. That's a whole other talk show. But I will say this: if you're following the Scriptures, you're following the Most High, it is impossible for you not to come across the people of the Most High, the the initial people He started with, Almighty uh, Israel. Now, of course, there was people before Israel, I understand it, but I'm talking about a nation, initial nation, okay? So I think it is vital, people, those of y'all listen to this show tonight, that y'all listen to the three of us talk about how this has been relevant, prevalent, a blessing, a lifesaver in our life individually. Now, does that mean that other areas of our life don't suffer? I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying it. And I don't think they're going to say it either. All we're saying is, and I can speak for myself very clear, that there was a time that I was already in the church. I knew who I was in Christ. I knew what I have inherited spiritually when I gave my life to the Most High, when I started following the Scriptures. I began to understand the walk. I began to grow in wisdom and knowledge. But it wasn't until I understood who I was physically, scripturally speaking, that meaning an Israelite, bloodline, natural Israelite, until I understood that, did America make sense to me? Did slavery make sense to me? Did all the things our people go through make sense to me? Did I then got a more wholesome love for our people. I didn't hate black people prior to that, but there was this innate self-hate that I think every black person on this planet go through if you're living under a white supremacist system. You just naturally have a disrespect for our people. You constantly compare, compare them with other people. You constantly compare the economic state of our people to other people, the mentality, just in every aspect of life, you constantly compare our people with other people, and we always come out on the short end of the stick, and that produces self-disrespect, or as black psychologists have coined it, self-hate. So I was full of self-hate even while I was in the church. I was full of self-hate while I was laying hands on the sick and people was actually getting healed, including myself. I was full of self-hate and understood some of the revelations in the Bible still. I was full of self-hate 
winning people to the most high. In other words, I would share the gospel with people and they would come to the Lord, and I still was full of this self-hate. I knew who I was in Christ, that I was the head and not the tail. I understood that, but I didn't understand black people, the nation as a whole, and there was this innate self-hate that almost I just couldn't see very many people getting away from. And I think this is where you the whole black-on-black crime is birthed and a lot of the things that we do self-destructive among our people. This is where it comes from. That would be my take on why this is important in a brief synopsis. Okay. Having said that, I want to go to Brother Gary. And, Brother Gary, I want you to, if you could, again, I'm just, I'm just, this is all just free flow, okay? If y'all don't feel like answering the question, you want to go a different direction, that is totally fine. Uh, actually, somebody has a question already. So let me do this. Let me go and get this question. Erico 708. Well, Seth, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, Seth, let me respond go to ahead. your question because I didn't actually respond to it earlier. I just gave my contact information. Okay. And I would say that hold on, for me, hold the, on, the Erico, major seven, issue is. Hold, Gary, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Erico 708, just hold on. After Brother Gary, you can, you can do your thing. Go ahead, Brother Gary. Okay. I would say but for me and from, from a biblical standpoint perspective, for me the issue is when we deal with the Bible, our whole objective is to understand it. It says, and I like getting, get understanding. So in doing that, you know, we approach that, which we approach a lot of things in doing research, investigating, you know, the who, what, when, where, why, you know, how. And so when we deal with that, then we look at, when we look at the Old Testament, well, guess what? Over two-thirds of the Old Testament deals with prophecy, from Moses all the way up into the last prophet, all the way up into the New Testament deals with prophecy. Where who is prophecy's central figure? The central figure of prophecy in the Bible is Israel. So therefore, if we're going to understand prophecy, we have to understand who Israel is. So what we deal with, we deal with who Israel is. When determining who Israel is, we need to be able to identify Israel. When identifying Israel, then we have certain uh, things in the scripture that give us an indication of who Israel is. Ethnically, ethnically, we know who Israel is. So that's why it's important that we know that Israel was a black nation, that it started off as a black nation for all intents and purposes. As far as our contemporary understanding of the word black nation, it's still a black nation. So, again, we're dealing with the who, what, when. So who, what? What is their intention? Now that we know who they are... <clears throat> What are they supposed to do? You know, why did they exist? What was God's original intent for Israel? His original intent is the same as it now. He said, what, they would be a nation of priests. You know, they would, they would show the world and how God is, lives with a people who has a covenant relationship with a people. That was his intent then. That was his intent now. You know, so you got the, the who, what, when. Okay, why, is, again, is it, is it important? It's important because we're dealing with prophecy. And as we're dealing with prophecy, then what times are we living in? For all intents and purposes, I think that there's a major consensus among the body that we're living in the end times. Well, much of prophecy has to do with the end times. Who is the central figure of prophecy again? It's Israel. We need to know the who, the, the what, when. Okay, now it's how. Okay, from that point on, how then shall we live? So you ask Brother Yeshua, why do we keep the priests? I mean, why do we keep, why do we keep the feasts? Because if we look at, it, at the scriptures, well, the scriptures give us indication that Israel was commanded to keep the feasts. So that's why we keep the feasts. So, again, I think it goes to the who, what, the when, and how, and in answering those questions from biblical prophecy. So it's imperative that we know who Israel is. Now, 
And Brother Shua alluded to the fact that when we deal with the people who are now inhabiting the land of Israel, formerly known as Palestine, given that name by the Romans and was that way way up clear up until about 400 years ago. So again, um, when we look at that, when we look at those people there, okay, are they Israel? The world has been made to believe that they're Israel. Well, guess what? Regardless of whether who whether they be Israel or not, the thing is, is that we have to understand prophecy. And what does prophecy say? What did the Messiah say himself in regards to Israel in the last days, specifically Jerusalem? He said Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles being fulfilled. Well, again, Paul speaks up, speaks up that whole issue in Romans. And Romans, and Paul talks about the issue when he talks about has God forsaken, cast away his people, God forbid. No, he has not cast away Israelite. He has not cast away Israel. So we know replacement theology goes out the window as far as that argument is concerned. That scripture right there, Romans 11.1, 1, no, he's not cast away them. So they have a part in his end time events, things that are taking place. So again, if they're there, and what did Paul say? Paul said, guess what? That there's blindness in part that is coming to true Israel into what? Until the time and the full, the full number of Gentiles will become in. Well, two things we have there. Until the full number of Gentiles become in, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, until that time happens, then Gentiles are supposed to be in Israel. So again, it's all in understanding prophecy. Scripture consists of over two-thirds of prophecy, so how can we not understand the Scripture? We have to understand who Israel is. So that's why it's very important. So it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a black supremacy thing. It has nothing to do with ethnic supremacy. I agree with everything you said. I add an amen to that because that answers main questions because of what? What answers those questions? Prophecy answers those questions. When we go to the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, it explains why black people, if they are Israel, are experiencing the things that they are experiencing and living the conditions that they live in. Because it's right there in Scripture. So prophecy, for me, is the central thing. It's the central thing. Again, it goes to also, how then should we live if we're Israel? You know, what should we now do that we're Israel? So, therefore, if we're keeping the feast, maybe because that's what we're commanded to do. So that's required. So uh, all of this is very significant as far as I'm concerned. Man, that was well put. And, folks, what we're trying to do is kind of funny. We're giving the short version of a very long answer. The rest of the show, we're going to give you all a long answer. This is just, I can tell you right now, Brother, brother uh, Yeshua and Brother Gary can do, for no joke, they can do a year's worth of programming of what they just did because they've been doing it. How long have how long have Israel now been doing the show, uh, Brother Gary or Brother Yeshua, either one of y'all? Uh, the radio show on Sundays about um, about a little over two years. You see what I'm yeah. saying, folks? They've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah, and brother, uh, brother Gary and I have been talking about this for a long time. Brother Yeshua, these people they, they didn't they didn't they didn't discover yesterday we Israel. They they have went through the we went through battles with various groups, be it Egypt Egyptologists. Seventh-day Adventist, Baptist, Holiness, Church of God in Christ. Again, these are not amateurs where it relates. So, people, I wouldn't do you like that. These folks know what they're talking about. Okay, brother, uh, again, we put the, uh, we just go uh, where I was headed. And that was, uh, brother, oh, oh, let's do the question. Let's do the question. Oh, let's do the question. Hold on a second. Uh, lost. I lost my connection, but brother, uh, I ain't forgot about you. Hold on, let me see. I don't think it's going to work. 
Um, Eric Coach 708903, can you hear me? I don't think he will. Can you hear me okay? Okay, see, I think I lost. Uh, it's, I'm disconnected on the one computer. I'm actually operating on two computers. So, brother, um, brother Yeshua, let's do this. Can you do me a, a huge favor and do the people a favor and answer this question that has been put out there by a lot of our believers in the churches that are saying that we're, we are very divisive or this can be divisive is what some people say. This can be divisive because... The Bible says, though, that bless you, speaking of Israel, I will bless, and those that those that bless you, I will bless, and those that not bless you, I, you know, I will curse. Those that curse you, I will curse. Let me say it again. Let me slow down. Scripture says about the nation of Israel, those that bless you, I will bless, and those that curse you, I will curse. If we are saying we are the people of the book, we are also saying the so-called Jew is not the people of the book. That automatically brings a curse on your head. Can you address that, Brother uh, Yeshua? Mm. Um, yes. Um, I think the divisive part, I mean, first of all, I would honestly want to know where do they get that from? Uh, why did they come up with that mentality? And in all honesty, I can say that some, you, you can't put all of us in a box, meaning you cannot take the word Christianity and put every brand and every denomination of Christianity in the same box. They're all totally different. Catholicism is totally different from Baptist, so you can't put them all in the box. Are some Israelites divisive? Yes. Um, the bad thing about it is the most of the ones that are divisive are the ones that get the most uh, publicity or airplay, shall I call it, um, the ones that make the most YouTube videos. Um, I mean, to to have a doctrine out there that says that the Most High will not save anyone who, um, you know, have a willing heart and come to him and willing to do what is right and change their ways, well, that's not the case. We can see all through the Scripture that the Almighty is no respect of persons, that he will set any individual of any nationality that wants to do righteousness. So, um, okay. but a lot of uh, different uh, hold, Israelites hold on, can't do that Hold on, brother, uh, brother Yashua, okay. and I'm only asking you to hold on because I was buying time to get my computer up. I want you to hold that thought. Remember the question I put out there to you. I want this brother to ask a question because he probably has a question about something we talked about 10 minutes ago, and I don't want to, him to okay. think I'm dissing him or anything like that. So, uh, Eric code 708903, okay. go ahead, Chief What is your name and location? This is Art Gavir. Bon Yahweh, Bon Yahshua, that to say, Brother Tracy, nation of tribe of Judah, nation of Israel. Uh, peace and blessings to the panel below the hidden. But uh, this, I had two questions for you, Brother Seth. Where in Scripture does it say anything about a spiritual Jew or a spiritual Israelite? Second question for the, uh, I can't remember, Brother Gary, I think. He said a statement regarding that all the tribes were black. I will agree. In the beginning, they were, but through mixing and other, the other tribes, especially the northern kingdom, are of different hues. And do we only believe that the so-called Negroes and of dark hue are the only tribes? Okay, first, uh, the spiritual Jew. I'm going to let Brother Gary actually answer my question, that question because I know 
he and I have talked at length about the spiritual juice. So, Brother Gary, why don't you answer all of that, please? Well, about as far as what he said about the uh, the tribes, uh, I'm absolutely in agreement with what he said that that all Jews at this point in time and re- are for all intents and purposes are not what we would consider black in the sense of Negroid because he's correct that a number of Jews did go of the northern kingdom and through the dispersion of diaspora they did go north of Israel. Uh, however, if you go north of Israel, you don't find yourself in Europe, though, so that's important to understand and know. Um, also, uh, I would say that for a great deal of those that 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 were um, <clears throat> kicked out of Israel, kicked out of Jerusalem, they went southerly, and a number of those people went into northern Africa, and as a result of going to Af- northern Africa, they eventually became the victims of the Islamic slave uh, <clears throat> era, and also inevitably became victims of the uh, European transatlantic slave uh Trade. So as a result, when you look at any of those descendants, and those people don't have to be just in North America, they could be anywhere that slaves were dispersed as far as that's concerned, that they have a great probability of being uh, Israelites. So that's why I would say that. But, that. but to say that the whole nation at this particular point in time, contemporarily speaking, are they all, um, are they all black? No, 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 I, I wouldn't say that at all. Um, now, as far as... Uh, the ref the point that he made about um spiritual Jew. Um as a matter of fact, I'm trying to find up a find a scripture that really goes to the heart of that and I was just looking at that earlier. Um when we deal with Israel. Because first of all when you read Romans and I think uh Romans um the um uh, nine, ten, eleven chapter is is is, is very informative chapters if you want to find out information that's having to deal with Israel now. You know, what is the Most High saying in regards to Israel now and what's been prophesied that will be taking place with us. And if you read like in, um, I think it's the, because um, I'd rather give you scripture and verse. I don't want you to give you my opinion. I'd rather give you scripture and verse here. But I know it's in the 11th chapter. Uh, let's go 11.5 as a matter of fact. Um, and I'll start reading. Here it says, I say then, have God cast away all his people, God forbid, for I say, I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. It said, God of Elohim have not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What know you what the scripture saith of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to Elohim against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed the prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of Elohim unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Now, remember, we're talking about Israel. And if by grace, then it, now it's saying it's about that Israel shall be saved, and it goes on to say that all Israel should be saved, meaning a particular group of number of group of out of each tribe. So again, when we talk about the issue of grace here, when it says there's an election by grace, well, just because you're Israel and you're ethnically Israel, you have the blood of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that doesn't mean that you're going to have a place in the kingdom. Because if you're going to have a place in the kingdom, then you're going to have to be a spiritual Jew as well as an ethnic Jew. And what we have now is a, lot, a great deal of emphasis dealing with our ethnicity, but to 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 to, um, to the great loss of many, they've forgotten that when it comes to the kingdom, that hey, he said what? Not a Jew, not Gentile. 
you know, not Greek, not barbaric, not male, not female. We're all one in Christ. It's real simple. If you don't have the blood, you're not getting into the kingdom, whether you be an uh, ethnic Jew or not, whether you be an ethnic Israelite or not. So in reference to being a spiritual Jew, th- that scripture right there clearly says it, really kind of sums it up, says even so then at this present time there is a remnant, but that remnant is according to the election of grace and not according to just ethnicity alone. That's well put, well put. And it was a little off the subject. I entertain that because uh, I know Brother Gabriel, I don't want to think I'm trying to push him off to the side or anything like that. But we did answer the question. And there's other scriptures that talks about the spiritual Jew. I'm telling you, the Most High was never interested in Israel, the nation, had it not been for Abraham. It was all about Abraham. It wasn't about these people. He had nothing good to say about the nation of Israel, at least in my research throughout the scriptures. They never was obedient. Please show me when Israel was obedient. Most I say, I'm pleased with the people today. They have never, obeyed. never, never. It, it, never. Always, it always was one person that cried out because of their transgression, and he wiped their sins away, and or they offered up sacrifice. Moses had to stop them from wiping them, wiping them all out. And all I'm saying is it never was about Israel. So why people today, and I'm not saying this brother was, I'm not saying this brother was, matter of fact, I'm not saying he said it. He didn't say it at all. But I notice on Facebook a lot of people is getting this romantic relationship with this nation called Israel. And don't get me wrong, it is very tempting because Israel was a great nation, but it wasn't because of them. We've got to understand that the Most High never was pleased with natural Israel. Their righteousness, he said, was as filthy rags. He said, the scripture says, there's none righteous, no, not one. I didn't say that. I'm not old enough to say that. This stuff is ancient ancient literature. Ancient scripture said this. Did he mean it? Well, you go figure it out. But he but, said, and, and there's and none that righteous, that, no, that, not what one. You just... And what you just said, Seth, that that's a, such a vital, significant point because so many people, one of the things that you you posed the question to Brother Yeshua in regards to the issue of divisiveness. Well, we are extremely divisive, and the reason why come we're so divisive at this point in time because formatively we're still babes. But one of the reasons why is because we come from all different religious backgrounds. And right now a lot of the people who have, who have come into the revelation of their identity their ethnic identity, you know, black people here are these descendants of slaves. A reason why there's a great deal of the, what I would call the, an idolization of the ethnicity is because they come from religious backgrounds that idolize ethnicity. Not intentionally, but hey, you know, coincidentally they did. A lot of the nation of Islam, a lot of the pro-black movements. So a lot of these people come in here now and what they're doing is they're idolizing ethnicity. They have not moved beyond that, and many of them are getting stuck on that point right there. They idolize ethnicity. Well put, well put. Brother Gabriel, thank you for that question, and you can come on later on and ask another one if you like. The only thing I'm asking you, brothers and sisters, please, tonight, every single one of you on the phone lines, we've got quite a few Please try to stay on topic. This is not so much for those of us that know we're Israel. This is for those that don't believe in this at all, and they want to know. Uh, actually, it's, I'll take it back. This is for those that are either new to this revelation, they just come into it, or they don't believe yet. And they're asking, so what? What if we are Israel? Why is it important? Whereas Brother Gabriel was talking about how you know all of them is black. That's getting into what we talked about the last two shows, 
how we know he is or who he is or what the proof is. Right? Today we're talking about why is it important? Why is it important? So what? So what? What does that have to do with today? Obama, the election, my kids, if any. What does it have to do with anything? And this is what we're trying to tackle tonight, okay? So let's be pleased. Let's try to... Ain't want nothing wrong with Brother Gabriel did. He asked a very intelligent question. He always do. And uh, we just want to stay on topic if it's possible. All right, Brother, uh, who's, whose time is it? Brother Yashua, you want to... I was going somewhere and I kind of lost my train of thought here. Okay, yes, about the religion, about the church world. I'm going to say religious people, definitely not the religious people, but the church world, those that are really serious with their relationship with the Most High, and they're asking the question. Y'all are being divisive. Y'all are being divisive. Y'all are dividing people, talking about a black Jesus or a black Yeshua or a black Messiah and a and scriptures and and Brother Seth talks about leprosy, saying that white skin evoluted from uh, albinoism, and y'all is just—I mean, people really have issues with this. Now, I have been saying forever, if they just will sit down, some listen to a whole show. Every single time somebody listens to a whole show, they change their mind. Every single time, I have never heard had somebody listen to me. Well, I'm gonna say never. But very few times, I can't even think of one, but I know this probably was one, have I had people listen to a full two-hour show on leprosy and not understand that black skin come, a white skin come from black skin, and their white skin is a mutation and didn't get offended. Most of the time people hear two words of it, five minutes of it, and they go off the line, say something crazy in the chat room, and they run away. So tonight, I hope y'all won't do that. I hope y'all will listen to these brothers. We ain't even started, really, this show. They ain't really dropped the bomb yet on y'all. So right now, I'm asking for Brother so please drop the first bomb. In other words, I want you to really, uh, I tell you, well, let me do this. Let me go first this time. I've been interviewing y'all, but let me kind of go first, and then y'all kind of see where I go. You can add a little bit, do your own thing. i got something that I call y'all. Okay. Now, that's not the name of the Father per se. Some people say Yahweh. Some people say Yahweh. Some people say Yahweh. We really don't know. We just know those alphabet: the Yud, the Hav, the Wav, the Wav, and the Hav. That's all we know. We just know those four Hebrew letters. What it means is very debatable. But I go on to say Yahweh like most of the world say Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-E-H. That's what I do. Now, take those letters. I want everybody listening to the sound of my voice. If you've got time, take out a pen and write these letters down. They're going to mean something. This is why it is important. This whole revelation, to me, I have broke down into six different answers. That I, Each answer takes on a different letter, Y-A-H-W-E-H. Y-A-H-W-E-H. Each letter represents a reason this movement is vital to you, your children, your world, your society, your brains, your mind, your spirit. Number one, why? Why? Why stands for Yahweh or Yahweh, whatever you want to call the most high. And what this letter represents, I come up with this little system to remind me why it's important for us to keep sharing this information. Without the revelation of who Israel is, it is impossible, my friend, for y'all to know who and what the Messiah is doing. Oh, excuse me. 
who or what the Most High is doing through his people. It's hard to understand, again, what the Father is doing through his people because he initially had a relationship with Israel. He still does have a relationship with natural Israel today. Although others have been engrafted in, he still is dealing with natural Israel. That's what the 144,000 is all about. Will it be done with Israel? Why is there 144,000 that it says from the 12 tribes of Israel, 12,000 times 12 tribes? So he's not done with Israel. As Gary was talking about earlier, I think in Romans 10, 11, around that area of the scriptures. So, if you don't understand nothing else, understand the why. Why? And I'm going to give you six different answers quickly, and then the brothers will come in and give what they have. Number one, Yahweh. You won't understand Yahweh without understanding who he's dealing with because his people represent him. There is a romance going on, and you're looking at the wrong lover if you're not looking at Israel. You got to see our pain to understand who's afflicting us and why. Why is this lover? Why is these people at each other? Why? And I hate to say it like a relationship because we got this carnal thing about a man and a female, but it really is a love story between the Most High and His people. Really, it is. And right now, if Israel is disobedient, He has said what will happen to them if they're disobedient. And when they're obedient as a nation, they also enjoy benefits that other nations can enjoy. Now. These things have changed since Christ has come, obviously. The, the spiritual Jew has been engrafted in, and they are now a part of the commonwealth of Israel. But that does not mean that Israel, the natural Israel, will, will, are not under uh, the curse because he said that this nation will go through these curses forever if they're disobedient. If they're obedient, you'll know them still, They'll still have a way to identify them because they're going to be blessed above all nations. Blessed above all nations. So how are you going to understand the most high? You don't know who he's redeeming with. You don't know who he's relating to. Again, he is relating to more than just us now. But if you're looking at the scriptures and you see slavery today, or when it was, all of this stuff makes sense. But if you've got the wrong people in history and the scriptures, that's going to be confusing, as Brother Yahshua was saying. You won't understand end time, which I'm going to get to that in a second. That's one of these letters. But why represent Yahweh will not be understood. Also, Yahweh looks confusing, or Yahweh looks confusing. He looks like he's abusing a people. Now, before I say another word, breathe another breath, please hear me. I am going to say the word cursed a lot tonight, curse, curse, curse. But I do not believe that this will affect your family if you and yours seek the Most High, turn from your wicked ways. He promised to protect you. You have precious promises. The Bible says by these we partake of his divine nature. So if we individual individually is obedient in our homes, we won't see any curses individually. But since we're connected to a nation, we can, we'll be just like Christ, who stood there and cried. That was pain that he felt. So even though he was all of that, he was raising the dead, he was healing the, causing the blind to see and doing all these miracles. He suffered because of his nation and where they was at to the degree it brought tears. So 
You will see pain if you are a natural Israelite because of your nation, which is your family and your extended family as a nation. Yes, you will see pain, but it does not have to come. Now thy dwelling, says Psalms 91. All right? But, again, the Y stands for the most high look like he's picking on us. If we're going through all this pain we go through for no reason, we're just going through it because there's no reason. When we ask our grandmama and grandpa, why do we go through, they don't have no written answer for us. Our grandpa didn't have no answer for us. They just say we're special. That's what most of them said. Well, it's more than just special. We Israel. That's why we're going through what we're going through. We are the only people that live out those prophecies. And I admonish all of y'all to listen to part one and two, where we prove beyond a shadow of doubt that we are Israel. Part one, we use scriptures. Part two, we don't use no scriptures. We use it alternative ways. So check out those previous shows. Now, briefly, uh, Y-A-H-W-E-Y. I just talked about the Y. That's why we have to preach. Most High looks like he's picking on us, partial. He looks like he's pro-white people, pro-America, and down with all the other African countries like he's hating on them. Uh, A. Now I'm moving to A. Y-A. Anger, there's an anger. A represents the anger that African Americans have. We must teach who we are as a people. We must teach why we're going through what we're going through because if not, there's a disrespect and there's an anger and there's this fight that's always going on among us because this this, this, this a subconscious disrespect I kind of talked about earlier. Yes, I knew who I was in Christ, but there's disrespect I had for our people like some of y'all. If we're not Israel, how why do you love black people? What is there what reason to love black people? If you're listening to the media and you listen to ABC, CBS, CNN, and you're looking at the state of our people and you don't know we Israel, it's almost natural to disrespect and to trust white doctors and to trust trust America over other countries and to not want to go to Africa and to say stupid stuff like we're not from Africa. All this crazy stuff we say, this self-hate, there's a reason Africans don't like us. It ain't just they evil. It's because of the way this, this mixture between us and we don't know who we are. There's this weird self-hate behavior we have, and these Africans come and they look at us and say, why do you hate your big lips? They don't even say big lips. See how I said that? They don't even say it. They say, why do you hate your lips? When we see a beauty in Africa, we say it's ugly. We see hair, healthy hair, strong hair. We say it's nappy. We hate Africa. We hate everything it's for. Well, this anger can be addressed by a simple revelation of us being Israel because, baby, if that Bible is full of black folks from Genesis to maps, I know Brother Gabriel was saying we went up north and mixed, and now some of them are light and white. But I'm talking about that book, that ancient book mixed with. It's about nappy hair, uh, uh, braids, uh, blocks, dark skin, ripped body to black folks. <laughs> I'm that changes the whole game. That changes everything. So what is Brother Seth saying to y'all? I'm saying we've got to understand the A, the anger. We cannot get past this anger. That's Y-A, let's talk about the H. Y-A-H-W-E-Y is what we're doing. We're spelling all these letters mean something. The H stands for hindrance. No longer is white people our hindrance. No longer. There are simply pawns in the game used by the Most High to inflict us, enslave us, bring us to these lands. They are innocent to some degree, 
of our oppression. The only thing that white people have to suffer, and if you listen to me and you call yourself and you find yourself so-called white, which I don't even really believe in that concept, but European is probably better. If you are, your forefathers was a part of that slave trade in heaven, and you know for a fact they was in part of our our slavery, the only judgment you will see and cannot escape is because your forefathers took it too further, took it too far, took it too far. They took it too far. The scriptures put, prophesied that they would take it too far. Man always does that. But the most high is the one behind slavery. He is the one that enslaved our people, and he only did it because of our choosing to disobey his laws, fulfilling prophecy. Those slave ships had to happen. Those Whips had to happen. All the things that had, I'm not so sure about the whips, but I'm sure about the slavery. I think a lot of that stuff was taken too far. I know that, I don't know what all is too far, but I do know that the scripture says that our oppressors were taken too far, and for that reason they'll be judged, okay? So, but for the most part, white people are not our problem. This is going to be short. H is very short. White people is not our oppressor. Never have been. Can't be. They don't have what it takes to do all the things that have happened to us unless the Most High was with them. Moving right on to W. Y A H W E H. We're on the W, the word. Brother Yeshua already talked about the word. You won't understand prophecy. It won't make sense. It don't make no sense in the world when the scripture says, I will bless. The, the scripture says about Israel that if they're obedient, they'll be the head and not the tail. And they'll be above and not beneath if they're obedient. But if they're disobedient, they are supposed to be at the very bottom of society. Well, that's confusing. If you look at the so-called Jews today, they are definitely on everybody's top list of being the worst morally acting people on the planet by what they're doing to the Palestinians. They're doing to exploiting that land. They're ruining that land, sucking up all those valuable resources from the uh from the Dead Sea, and we can just talk about how they, they're really looting Israel. They're really looting the nation of Israel. They really are. The longer they stay, the more that nation is going to be tore up. Okay, prophecy, and again, the Most High allowed them to come there to fulfill prophecy as a punishment against us. All this stuff is against, is fulfilling prophecy. Now watch this. But I believe Yahshua said, you're not going to understand prophecy if you expect those people to be the real Israelites. And the Bible said that when they're obedient, they're supposed to be at the bottom. And here, excuse me, when they're obedient, they're supposed to be at the top. But when they're disobedient, they're supposed to be at the bottom. And here, these people are definitely disobedient, but yet they're ruling every aspect of our life. They're running the media. Big money, big time money. Everybody knows it's so-called Jewish money. You know, they're behind a lot of these networks. They own most of the networks. They, the, the top, the top, top, top of the line uh, uh, givers to uh, in Congress, though, help me out, y'all. What are those brothers? What are those people call on, on on the hill that the, the uh, lobbyists? They are the big purse uh, on the hill as far as uh, they got more lobbyists in their pocket. They control the the. the, the some, I was I was, I was uh, looking at this presentation where they they was actually showing the stats on how the so-called Jewish people give more money towards the Republican and the Democrats. I mean, they're controlling everything, but yet they're supposed to be disobedient. That's confusing. Does the Bible make sense or not? It says that they're disobedient. They're supposed to be at the bottom. Every nation is supposed to be on top of them, like we are. That's so I've so far covered Y-A-H-W, now two more, E-H, the East, East and for East, Eastern Conflict, Eastern Conflict. What's happening in the Middle East? What's happening over there? This whole thing with Gaza 
and Israeli would be ended overnight once the whole world know like they know Beyonce and Jay-Z, if they know who the true people of the book are, why would two people fight over land and everybody know that's not your land? I see people residing after a while. Once it's become common knowledge, people who are all prideful, I'm talking about white brothers and sisters that live over in Israel that say they are Jews. Yes, I call them brothers and sisters, they're human beings. But why would you be all proud for Israel and the whole world know you, you're a joke, that that's not your land and you're not Israel and Israel was never that white? I see people migrating away from that, going other places, going to Paris or wherever. You cannot continue to lie through the world where everybody's making jokes of you. You know, the Letterman show and the Tonight Show is constantly making jokes about these people say Israel after black folks realize who they are. Not, you know, I mean, the true Israelites, I'm not talking about black people in general because all black folks are in Israel. But what I'm saying is that will be solved almost overnight. Last letter, last letter, which I think is probably the most important one, one of the most important ones, is H. H. Ha, ha, ha. It represents Ha, ha, ha. The scripture talks about a lot of times how the nations of the world will say ha, ha, ha in Israel. We'll be a byword, a shaking of the head, a proverb. They will look at us and just shake their head. We will be a joke. No, and nobody want to work with us. I mean, the scripture talks about how that the nations of the world will just not respect us because they don't know who we are. Once people know who we are, I believe with all my heart that the nations of the world will embrace Israel. Just look at Israel right now. They think is Israel. They're giving them all types of perks. They're allowing them to, just, to take over the whole world because they're God's people. They're God's chosen. Everybody have a soft heart because everybody want to be in good with the most high. So when they see his people, they just give them the carte blanche to do what they want to do. Well, when they find out the true Israelites, and just think they're already giving black folks a carte blanche as it is. Everybody want to be black. Everybody want to identify with our pain. Once they find out that this pain you're talking about is Hebrew, my goodness, this changes everything. So I'm going to either one of y'all jump in next and just give your presentation again on why this is important. I have those six letters to represent certain things that I just named, and I can spend a lot more time on each one of those letters, and I'm going to respect these other brothers, let them do their thing. But I really can take each letter and do a show. Each letter, I think I probably have for real. But I'm just saying these are some of the reasons why I see that it is vital to let the world know who Israel is. Brother Gary or Brother Yashua, go ahead, and I'm going to let y'all jump in here, either one. Okay. Go ahead, Brother Jay. You can go ahead. Brother Gary? Brother Gary, you there? He might have got cut off this phone lines. It, just go ahead, Brother Yashua. If he comes, and I hold on, I don't see okay. him. Brother Gary? It's probably, you know how technology is. Well, go ahead, Brother Yashua, and then we'll just let him go after you. Yeah, his phone line dropped. It's saying it's showing okay. it now. I'll tell you what, give us a second. Let's give him a minute to call back. And uh, okay. And by the way, again, while we're waiting on Brother Gary to call back, anybody with questions or comments, Please, please press one of your phone. If you're in the chat room and you have a question or comment, feel free to go ahead and ask. Just simply uh, type your question. I'll be looking at the chat room for those questions. Again, if you're on the phone line, just press one. Um, waiting on Brother Gary to call us back. And let me see if this is him. You know okay. what, Brother Steph, uh, if you have any callers, um, 
is it possible that, you know, some of the people that maybe didn't understand that we could even ask them some questions as well? I mean, not yeah. really to come at them or attack or anything, but, okay. Well, I got somebody have a question, but uh, Brother Gary, let me bring him back on first. Brother Gary, are you okay. there? I, Gary? I was actually there. You just need to you need to cue me in. I was hearing everything y'all said. <clears throat> no, I, you was cued in. Someone was on with your phone. You was cued in. I never just cued, uh, uh, cut y'all. But listen, we got a question. Where did they go? But hey, Brother Seth, before you get to that question, I'd like to respond to two things that you said in regards to your last comment. <clears throat> And about the importance of uh, of people, um, you know, dealing with this message. I think when it really comes down to it, it's real simple. Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe the word of Most High? And I really, for, I think for a lot of people, for the most part, it's too many rebels out there. Because the bottom line, if you believe the scriptures, let's just deal with the issue of Israel. And let's deal with the issue of the Israelis, the people over there who are now inhabiting the land. Well, it's real clear if we deal with Scripture, we know that the people who are over there are not Israelites because the Scripture lets us know they're not Israelites. And then we like when you deal with the issues as far as these current affairs, these issues of wars and rumors of wars, and we look at the issue of Jerusalem, why there's always a conflict over there. Well, it's real simple. If we know what the Scripture says, why should we be shocked and why should we even be concerned for that matter that there is war going on over in Israel and the major centerpiece, the bullseye on that target is Jerusalem? That's why the scripture does never say that scripture never says that in the end times we're to pray for Israel. It says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Because the scripture clearly lets us know through the words of the Messiah that, that what would happen is that first of all, once they destroyed the temple, it said that there would never be peace in that city again. So scripture clearly lets us know what's going on, but what the fact of the matter is is that we have all kinds of kind of issues that cloud the that cloud the day and cloud the truth because we're dealing with racism, we're dealing with a whole bunch of isms and a bunch of issues that basically we're just rebels when it comes to just believing the scripture. Because if we read the scriptures, the cloud things are real clear. As a matter of fact, and I'll say this is my last point, you said made a point as far as um uh, how this might be divisive as far as dealing with those people, those proselytes over there, or descendants of proselytes, because for the most part, the citizenry of Israel is not even religious. For the most part, those people don't even believe in the Torah when you come to, for the most part. And those over there who do believe in the Torah, Scripture clearly lets us know who those are. They are the only people in the world except for us who have been claiming that they're Jewish. And the Scripture clearly talks about those who say they're Jews and are not, but of the synagogue of Satan. Scripture also clearly tells us where they're from, where they hail from. It says they came from Turkey or from Smyrna. That's over there, I think, uh, northeast of Turkey. Well, that's where those people come from, the people who are now inhabiting the land of Israel, who are from the former land of Khazar, the Khazaris. They refer to themselves as Ashkenazis. The vast majority of those people, that's where they're from. So the Scripture is very clear. We just need to quit being rebels. And as far as the issue of divisiveness, it's real simple. When you read Second Thessalonians, it talks about the son of perdition. And it talks about how he would deceive many. And it says that he would be working with, through the power of Satan. Well, guess what? 
Israel clearly says he would set himself as God in the household of God, as God. Well, where is that at? That's that temple that they're trying to build over there. Again, this message is important so we can understand prophecy. Well, they're about to build the temple. Well, if we go to Zechariah, we know that anybody who other than the than Yahweh Shad HaMashiach or the Lord Jesus Christ, or those who refer who hold to the English, other than him who sanctions the, the building of a temple, we know that that temple is not the temple of the Most High. So we will be blessing them to tell them the truth because we're keeping them from being deceived. And that even has nothing to do with the issue of color. Absolutely nothing to do with the issue of color. Just quit being rebels. People, we, as, we as people need to quit being rebellious, not just as, as Israelites, but even Gentile believers in this nation. Quit being rebellious and just embrace the truth. Wow. It's a mouthful. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that was well, good. I like the way you put that. I, okay, okay. We you gotta, know what, Brother I know you're going to call uh, I only wanted to say this real quick before you go to the call, is that, um, you know, why don't a lot of people, we claim to be Israel, and it's a lot of strife about it and things like that, but when, like he said, when the, who I call the fake Jews, when they claim to be Israel, it's not a lot of strife, and nobody says they're prejudiced. Nobody says all the different claims that they say when we say it. You know what I mean? So um, that, that's just something that's to kind of bring to the light. Because very good point. They're claiming, yeah, they're claiming the same thing that we're claiming, but they're never accused of being prejudiced you know, to the mass majority of people. You know, if they say they're the chosen people, nobody says they're prejudiced. If we say we're the chosen people, people come and say, oh, you're prejudiced, you're this and that, you know. So that's all I wanted to bring up. Very well put. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Eric code 661-917, you had your hand up for a while. If you still have want to ask that question, I'm not going to open up your phone lines because you don't have the answer no more. If you want to ask a question, area code six six one nine one seven. Press one now. Otherwise, I'm going to go to this other person. Okay. And they so may have to that they've already pressed one, and, and you can't recognize it means they have to hang up and call back in. Well, let me just open the phone line because. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Then after this person, area code three four seven three two two two. Anybody else with questions, just please be patient. Okay. Erica, Eric, area code six six one nine one seven. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Shalom, my brother. Uh, well, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of make a general statement and maybe get a little feedback. Uh, I've been wrestling with something as far as, um, you know, I, I feel uh, us recognizing that we Israel and the society and the world we live in today, we kind of like aliens or Martians. We look at it as though we're from another planet, um, especially what I would consider our, our own. Uh, so, you know, maybe scripture or maybe some spiritual insight on how should this be addressed. I mean, when it comes to, you know, I'm, I'm in the West Coast. I'm in the Los Angeles area. So there's a, a, a huge population of gang members, um, homosexuals in this, in this area. Uh, you know, how should that be addressed? Should I just leave them alone? Because obviously they've chosen their side. Or, you know, should I be diligent in trying to win them over through Scripture? Or, you know, so, yeah. Well, let me go first on this. And I normally ask them, brothers, to guess, but I'm going to every once in a while jump in and answer first and they can kind of feed off it. Again, um, there, well, there's a question. And what was your name again? Uh, my name is Akbar. Akbar? Yes. Akbar, B-A-R-B-R. 
A-K-B-O-R? A-K-B-A-R. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Anyway, my brother, uh, Akbar, let me just answer your question as best I can. Number one is this. I was told this long time ago that a lot of time Christians, in, in highest respect for them, for getting out there, paving the streets, trying to reach people, I definitely, definitely applaud them with the highest applaud, okay? However, after said that, one of the reasons they're unsuccessful is because somebody told me once, you don't, they asked me, Seth, how do you produce children? And I said, well, they said, how do you produce, how did this person ask me, they said, how do you produce yeah, children. I say, well, you know, you have to uh, get out there. I thought they were talking about reaching the souls, reaching the, reaching the lost, just like you're asking me. And I said, well, you get out there, my brother. If you want to produce children or, or followers, you just get out there and you start preaching. You knock on doors. You pass out tracks. And you, he said, not necessarily. The way you produce children is to have a relationship with the woman. I said, what? They said, when you have a relationship with the woman, the children just come. You don't plan the children necessarily. Not have to, you don't have to plan them. They're coming. They're coming. So as we have a relationship with this Most High, and we first, first, we got to be victorious. As your religion stinks. It's not a religion. As your relationship with the Most High stinks. And I'm being honest as I can. I, I, I am there right now and try to talk to some of these young people. If you're not victorious where you're at right now, you might as well go somewhere and sit down and, and, and go sharpen up what you got, what you already believe, because they're not going to hear you. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, got to have to be wealthy and nothing like that. I'm just saying if you don't trust the Most High, if you don't believe yourself, if you're not sure yourself, we even are Israel, you would do more harm trying to say anything to them than saying something. But if you know for sure you're Israel, and you know for sure that we We'll be blessed as a people when we obey, but we will be cursed as people we disobey. And you know for sure that we individually won't be cursed if the nation is cursed. See, a lot of Israelites out here are saying, curse, 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 and it's very unattractive. Everybody won't know part of something that's just cursed all the time. You might as well just live what you want to live and go to hell. That's what they feel. Why should I be a part of it? The Bible don't teach that. We can be victorious if we're obedient. If we, me and my household would just obey the most, we can be blessed and not cursed. We can be above and not. We can, we can be lenders as an individual unit. Now, if my nation obeys, then they'll be able to fulfill uh, Second Chronicles uh, uh, where it says, I'll, uh, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Goes on to say, then you hear from heaven and hear their land. Restore them, in other words. That's a nation verse, but it also can relate to us individually. So answering your question, how do you relate to these homosexuals and all these people, those names you just named, those are behaviors. Arlene, my wife, was talking to me about something the other day, and it was profound. I want Brother Gary, you and Brother Yahshua, tell me what, Y'all think it is Arlene was listening to a minister over the one of those preachers, TV evangelists that these Israelites is hating on. They said that the behavior itself isn't so much the sin. This is going to be deep. Chew on it before you comment now. 
When you see somebody go and want to kiss a man, a man kiss a man, that ain't necessarily the same. Because there's two men that kiss each other in culture, in Islam, and and that's, they ain't sinning. They ain't, that's not homosexuality. So is the two men kissing the same? No. It's when you have that thought, I want to have sex with this man. That's the sin. Sin starts in the heart. It ain't these behaviors. The behaviors is what come after sin. Some people say, well, both of them is. Not necessarily. The Bible says nothing is unclean of itself. To hold a gun and to fire a gun, it ain't nothing of sin about that. The sin comes to shoot a person and a sin. I know, I know how everybody just dropped the probably about to hang up on me when I say to shoot a person not a sin. To shoot a person not a sin. I can show you a person getting shot right now and it's not a sin. Supposing you shoot a person, it's an accident. Uh, if, if shooting a person is a sin, it's always a sin. That's not the sin. The sin is when you say in your heart, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to do harm to my brother. That's when the sin happens. The behavior is just an after a man. It's just a, 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 a result of the sin. It's a byproduct. That's not the sin. The homosexuality, it is the, it is the mentality of I'm going to disobey this law. I know I'm not supposed to sleep with no woman. I'm a woman. I'm going to sleep with a woman. I'm a man. I'm going to sleep with a man. That's the sin. So all these little names we put on people, yes, we might. Maybe, okay, that's what you call them, whatever. The Bible don't call them that, but I know what you're saying, my brother. So I'm going to wrap my mind up by saying this. If you want to reach them, you be full of the Holy Spirit. And I don't mean to be sounding religious, but you be full of the Holy Spirit. I don't mean to sound religious, but you be full of the Holy Spirit. But I don't mean to sound religious, but you make sure that you are full of of the Most High, make sure you fasted up and you prayed up, that you're reading your Bible and that you are dynamite. When you talk, demons will run, and you won't. You'll see it'll be the easiest thing. I remember one year when I won seventy people to the Lord. When I say seventy people to the Lord, what I mean when I say I won, what does that mean? I actually led seventy brothers and sisters to a savage knowledge of who the Messiah is, or who the, who the Father is, I should say. What do I mean by that mumbo jumbo religious mumbo? What I mean is, I ran into young people and some older people, and I say, you know, Johnny, you're doing this to yourself, you're destroying yourself, and that's not what the Most I want out of your life. You got, you know, and I, and I start talking about who Christ was and who how He came and died, how the Most High sent Him to die for their sins, and how they need to follow follow the Most High. But we have an example called Christ. Just follow His way, His statutes. Follow, be like Christ. He pleased the Most High. He ain't the Father. He pleased the Father. And I begin to just share this. Seventy people gave their life to the Most High. Some of them to this day are still living strong. So what am I saying? All I'm saying is you got to first believe it yourself. you got to first be convinced yourself. And I'm going to say this. The last thing I'm going to say, please don't take this lightly, brother, for that bar. Please be totally sold out to him yourself. Make sure he has all of you, all of your heart, no secret compartments that he can't go into. If you're sold out, and you are Christ walking. The Bible says we're supposed to be Christ. In other words, his example. Make sure every aspect of your life the Most High has control of. It is impossible for a homosexuality to be around a homosexual, so-called homosexual, a person in that practice, 
that has that heart, it's impossible for them to be around Brother Akbar and not say these words. Brother Akbar, hey, hey, man, what you doing, nigga? <laughs> what you doing, man? I just always got that smile, man. What, what's up with you, nigga? What, what you doing? They're going to say that. Or they might say it like this. Uh, excuse me. I, I really, I, I see you around and I, I, I they going to ask. Whether it be white people, because it ain't just our people. I'm not just aspirational black people. It's going to be white businessmen asking about asking Akbar questions. It's going to be white businessmen asking I, uh, Akbar questions. It's going to be white folks with no teeth asking Akbar questions. It's going to be fine women asking Akbar questions. They're going to be inquiring about the faith inside of you once you do the things I just said. I promise, I promise man, it will happen. It will, you will be tired almost of people. They will be running you down saying, what must I do? That brother got something. And then when you pray for people, it's over. Brother Agbar, when you pray for my mother, what's, what do you think going to happen when you pray for that mother? You talk, When you talk to the Most High and your life is lined up, the Most High answer your prayer and do something and, and touch their mother, heal their mother, bless their finances. Please, you'll be the most popular person in California. You will have become a Messiah. Okay, Brother Gary, Brother, uh, Brother Yashu, y'all can well, the same question. What I want to say to, to his question, I'll respond to it this way. is First of all, make sure you're not a proponent of what I consider identity religion. That's where you elevate identity over salvation. I think what Brother Seth said is very important. All those things you need to make sure you take into consideration. But what I mean by being a proponent of identity religion is that we see people, we know that they're Israel, we look at the state, and we think the most significant information we can get to them is a revelation of who they are, their identity. And we think that by by the impartation of those words, we're going to have a miraculous metamorphosis, and they're going to change and lead these holy, righteous, productive lives. Not. It ain't going to happen. Because it's not set, it's not intended that way. It says that for, 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 for the most high so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Christ the Messiah said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. See, the fact of the matter is is that what they're looking for and what you sense and what they need, it doesn't come through a, a, a identity religion where people idolize the fact that they're Israel. No. <laughs> your identity is, as far as understanding your identity, is a portion of who you are. It's not the all of who you are, as goes with the gospel. So the first point is, is that when people are in a situation like that, you're looking at the sin. You can't be moved by the sin because the sin is nothing but a symptom of a disease. You're looking at damaged people. You're looking at broken people. And people cope with brokenness in all many different ways. And normally, if they don't have a God, if they don't have an Elohim to reach out to and grasp, then they're going to reach out to other things, things that are most, for the most part are self-destructive in and of itself. But for the most part is that your, obje- your objective, your responsibility, your, your, your duty, as a believer, because we've been all been given the ministry of reconciliation, what is that reconciling man back unto the Most High? That's what Israel was originally intended for. Still, that's what the purpose is. Then it's real simple. Live your purpose. Walk out your purpose. Introduce them to the Father by introducing them to the Son. 
once they get introduced to the son, they get revealed to the father. And everybody you talk to is not going to be open and receptive because the blindness is coming part to Israel. And the scripture clearly says that no man can confess that the that Yahweh shot or Jesus, if you want to call him in English, is Lord, that he's sovereign except by the Holy Spirit. So what Brother Seth said is significantly, extremely important. Hey, in the book of Acts, he said, what, tear you in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. That's what the purpose of the power was, for to be a witness. It had nothing to do with their identity. It was all about the power, and that power came from the Holy Spirit. Brother Akbar? Yes, sir. Uh, what did you think of what was said? And I got another person on the hall. I want to get to that question, but I want to make sure we got... Your question answered as best we can. Uh, you hit it right on the nail. Well, let me say. Well, let me say this, my brother. Bible says what Gary just said. Brother Gary just said, "Go to Jerusalem," Matthias said, "until you be endowed with power, brother." Once we get that power, the scripture says you really need not that any man should teach you. You have everything you need right there inside of you. Like I say, just become a flame and burn up. California. Burn up your region. Burn up your area. I'm not going to even say California because I don't want to be talking about that worldwide stuff. You know, we need to reach our own community. First it starts with you, then your own family, then your relatives, then your community. So it's like that, my brother. But listen, I'm going to go on and I really appreciate you asking that very intelligent question. You have another question? Later on, come back on the line. I don't, on this show, we don't ban you to just one question. Okay, my brother? All right, come back. Shalom. All right, shalom. Shalom. Brother, sound like you got a very good heart. I hope you keep listening. I, I love people like that to to call the show. I wish I could do a show with nothing but people that are just serious, really trying to to make a change, and not out here just trying to, like you say, Brother Gary, jump on another bandwagon, the Israel bandwagon. Eric, three four seven three two two. Sorry about the delay. Go ahead with your question and comment. First, let us know your name and where you're calling from. Shalom, shalom, brother. My name is Jacob. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, J- Jacob. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I want to thank you for the show. You know, I've gained you know you know a lot of insight on the topic. You know, I listen to Israel now on a regular basis. You know, with Yeshua, so we you know a lot of times we deal with a lot of topics. You know, I call in and you know ask questions. You know, but uh, I wanted to ask. You know, uh, you know, are we perfect? As you know, like the law, the law says, you know, it's perfect, right? If we go back to the law, does that make us perfect? Well, I'm actually going to do something a little different. Since I asked ask this first, I'm going to let Brother Yashua go first this time. Okay. Oh, hey, how are you oh. doing, Brother Jacob? Good to hear you. Uh, how you doing, Yashua? Shalom, shalom. Good. Shalom. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, brother. so the question is, the question is again, are we perfect, or were you still uh, asking the question? Yeah, as according to the law, the law says, you know, it's perfect law, right? If we go back to the law, we mm-hmm. become perfect. Is that true or not? I, I um, want to take a stab at the, it, the, brother. The go ahead, brother. Yes, okay. I thought you okay. was. I thought you well, was having there. To, uh, Okay, well, I want him to actually define perfect, define his, um, you know, just define your understanding of perfect first before I answer. Do you mean by okay. perfect, do you mean living from, 
Go ahead. Living according to the law, being upright, being righteous. That's what I okay. got. You know, okay. like, um, because, uh, uh, I got, okay, then. Okay. Well, because, I mean, we, we can look through the scriptures and we can actually find where the Almighty called a few individuals perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I believe uh, was like about three individuals. Um, I know King David was one that the Almighty called perfect, but it's just understanding exactly what that means according to our English mentality of perfect and according to what the Almighty meant by perfect. Um, a lot of people, when they say perfect, they mean the, um, a person that went through life from birth until death without ever committing any sin, living a total righteous life. And, of course, we know that wasn't the fact with King David. We know that he committed murder and adultery. And so in that definition of perfect, he wasn't perfect. But when we look deep into the scriptures and understand what the Almighty meant when he said that he was perfect, he said that his heart was always perfect towards him. You know, even though he was a man and he was in his flesh and he made mistakes, his heart was always, the intent was always good. And we can verify that, you know, throughout Scripture that that was the meaning of perfect. That's what it was. So um, even when he commanded us um, back in the day and he said, uh, walk before me to the whole nation he was speaking to, he said, walk before me and be thou perfect. And that is what he meant because um, I think Brother Steph alluded to earlier that the Almighty ultimately judges the heart of man, judges the heart of every man and every individual. So in that sense, um, some individuals were perfect in the past, and we should strive to be perfect in that way as well. I would add to that, my brother, and say that Hebrews 10 and 14, Hebrews 10 and 14, it talks about how that through the sacrificial uh, life of Christ, him dying and, and what happened when he died and, and that, his, that, that blood was offered, it says, Hebrews 10 and 14 says, For by one offering he has perfected for all times those who are being sanctified. Again, by one offering, we're talking about the Messiah, by one offering he has perfected us. So that's one state where you actually say we're perfect. So I tell people like this when they say, well, nobody is perfect. What the Most High have done in us is a perfect work. What he has done in us is perfect salvation. What he has done in us is given us a gift of righteousness to make our righteous perfect. Our righteousness is not sloppy righteousness. It's not a half righteousness. It's not a partial righteousness. It's not a part-time righteousness. It's not a three-fourth righteousness. It's a full, perfect righteousness that we have become with this gift of righteousness that Christ has offered to those that is preordained to walk in. Matthew 5 and 48, the scripture says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father. Why would it ask you to do something that you can't do? Brother Yeshua, it has to be right what he's saying because we don't know nobody that don't sin. It can't be just that because we don't know nobody 
that would live. It'd be like three people in heaven. The only the ones that he already said was perfect that Brother Yahshua just said, David. You know, and I have a hard time thinking that David is going to make it ahead of some of these grandmas and they never laid a hand on her, ain't done nothing wrong. I just, you know, I just don't believe that that's what he was talking about when he, you know, your works. I think it's a heart. David was after the Most High's heart. And when he didn't do the spiritual things and meditate on who the Father was and all this, then he got up in the sand just like anybody else. But we have been commanded to be ye perfect, and I think what that is saying is our hearts, having a heart after the Most High. That don't mean you're not going to be tempted by this world and the flesh and all of these things, but the Scripture says in First John 3 that those that are in Christ, we can't sin. Folks say, well, well, I don't know about that. It's not talking about your flesh. If is the Bible trying to confuse us when it says we cannot sin? It says that his seed remaineth in him. So we're kind of getting off into part four. We've got three shows to do, and it's a little bit in the part four because tonight we're supposed to focus on why it's important. But I still like this question. I still sure. like this question. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to say something in regards to that as well. <clears throat> Psalms 19 and 7 says the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The law is perfect, but the law has never made one individual perfect. And I can give you scripture for that. The law is perfect, converting the law is perfect, converting the soul. The thing is that many times we don't have a proper distinction between the law and the gospel. The law should literally lead you to the point of desperation to the gospel. That's why it's called good news, because the law tells you a lot of things that you are not to do. And it's clearly simple that no man can keep it perfectly. So in, in, in being unable to keep it perfectly, it leads you to one conclusion. You're worthy of death. So then again, you come here to Hebrews 7, 719, it says the law made nothing perfect. But bringing in a better hope did, because the the law in and of itself cannot completely change a person's behavior because it hasn't circumcised the heart. Because the scripture says that the law was made weak through the flesh. So when we deal with that whole issue of being perfect, yes, we are perfect. We stand in perfect righteousness, and it has nothing to do with what we've done. It has all to do with what he's done. And so when you deal with the whole issue of the question, you came back to the brother penned earlier about this issue between the spiritual Jew and the religious Jew. This is where the breakdown comes from. Because many of us who are trying to be made perfect under the law, we have made the gospel, the grace of God, the grace of the Most High to none effect. Because you're trying to be made perfect by the law. You can't do it. And if you're doing that, you've just rejected the Messiah. Mm. Okay. That was a strong. That was a strong. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh me? No, me. Oh, no, okay. I, if anything, if you're done, I got another question. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead with another question. You got another question. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, I want to to be able to say, uh, like a Puerto Rican. How can you identify a Puerto Rican? 
from the lost tribes of Israel, from the 12 tribes. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this, because I entertain the one question. Okay, no problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mind answering your questions. You've got the line, you got the flow, you notice I ain't tried to harry you. We don't do it on this show. You got a question? Okay, no problem. No problem. Okay. Go, on, go on to the next next question. I ain't got no problem right. with that. Okay. All right. Well, that brother, I, I enjoyed the spirit. That, that was pretty good. And you gotta be. Uh, we have got to be able to keep uh, the program on point, and he and he respected that. I respect him for that. If you happen to have another question, brother, come back on. You can ask your question. It's not a problem. We want to stay focused on those that. Tune into this show in the future, tomorrow, next month, next year, in the archives. That's going to tune into this show because I got this on the show as a topic. What is the purpose of knowing the Jews were black? So what? So what? What does that have to do with my children? What does it have to do with my husband? What does it have to do with my bank account? I mean, how can this help me? What is this going to do for me? How is it relevant? How is this revelation, Brother Gary and Brother Yeshua, how is it relevant? I talked about earlier how that uh, Yahweh, after this revelation, this truth, he looks to be a father now. Now it's not like he's picking on African Americans. Now it's not like he's just just enslaving us and allowing us to be on the bottom and allowing all these people from Europe to just stampede over us. It's a reason we're at this particular state, at this particular time in our life. And it's because of a covenant he set with Abraham, who is a person that pleased him, who he did not even count sin against. The Bible said, blessed is the man who the Most High won't count his sin, who, has counted, who's, who is counted as righteous. Abraham was counted his works was counted as righteous. He was account he was counted as righteous, I should say. So, because Abraham pleased the most high and was a man of faith, he made a covenant with Abraham and with his seed. We are his seed. Eventually this seed became knuckleheads and rejected the Messiah and rejected the things of the most high and the most high turned to the Gentiles. Now they are Jews, but they are spiritual Jews, and they are for sure a part of the commonwealth of Israel. They have access to the God of Israel. It all come right back around. He started out with Noah and his three sons, and those sons' descendants turned away, and in the end, he turns back to them. Right now, today in 2012, a people from the North Country has got a lot of attention, but they wasn't around back then as a nation. These are people that come from Africa. Albinos migrated, become a mighty nation. The Most High decides to use these tiny group of people who the world calls today white people. They're nothing more than black people with less pigmentation. That's all it is. I don't know why they want to look at it as something different, but now he has used them to chastise the entire planet. The entire planet is at their grip. The, U, the EEU uh, is controlling the planet, but it's all been predestined and all prophesied to happen to Israel first if they disobey 
And the rest of the nations didn't even have them. So, of course, they're going to fall up under these people. So here we stand today in 2012. You're listening to this show, and you, you're tired of saying this Israel, all these people with Israel on their name, and all these black folks with Yah, Yahweh, all of this. And you happen to tune into this show because you're frustrated with these black folks. You think they are just hating on so-called Jews. You think that they are full of hatred and devices and they're wicked. And you tune into this show and find three brothers that really do love the Most High and is really trying to do right. We're not perfect, but we happen to get a revelation from the Most High that we indeed is one of the lost tribe. What tribe it don't really matter at this point? Well, it does matter, but not on this particular show. We're just trying to focus on the fact that we are a tribe. And we believe that South Africans could be a tribe, the Limba people, because they have went through every single thing we went through. West Coast Africans, Indians, uh, the indigenous people there, the untouchables, these people were brought to those shores on slave ships. Australians, the aborigines, brought their own slave ships at the bottom of their society, living out every one of those curses. Israel has been dispersed at the four corners, and where they have been dispersed, they have taken their culture to some degree, even ignorant, even without even knowing who they were. We have introduced the planet to a deeper walk with the Most High. Case in point, I mentioned this last show with Brother Yeshua, Azusa. These ministers got a profound knowledge of the book of Acts, but they couldn't make it happen. A black man happened to come into it by the name of William Seymour, and because of, I believe, his who he was as a people, his ethnicity, as, as that ethnicity is, is tied into a calling, and that coupled with his obedience to the Most High brought one of the biggest revivals that the planet has ever seen in Los Angeles that birthed the Pentecostal churches, and there's millions of people now walking down that path. Church of God in Christ is the largest one. Do they have it all together? Nope. Are they religious? Yep. Do they have, are they blocking the word, the true word with their traditions? Yep. So do they have some truth? Of course they do. Do the Baptist have truth? Of course they do. So, Brother Yeshua, I'm going to put you on point, if you don't mind, and I want you to address uh, a lot of the people that, uh, well, just, just share what's on your heart. I've asked y'all questions. I want y'all to kind of free. Just what's on your heart with regard to this subject? Because if I ask you other questions, we may miss what you have brought to this show that I haven't even, that I don't even know to tap into since we didn't do no pre-show or anything. We just kind of. We didn't do, just so everybody know, we didn't do nothing before the show. These brothers just coming on fresh. They don't know what I'm going to say next. So what's on y'all's heart about this topic before I ask y'all these final questions? Right. Well, um, me specifically um, about this topic, I will allude to um, something that uh, Brother Gary said earlier when he said, um, you know, just read the Bible. And that's something that a lot of people fail to do these days. Uh, reading with an understanding, um, because I think as we had mentioned on a previous show that we did on this topic, you know, we came into this thing um, willing to uh, accept the Most High, worship the Most High, um, accepting the Messiah, believing the atoning work of the Messiah before we knew that we were Israel. You know, this Israelite thing came after we had already 
uh, fell in love with the Most High and turned our life over to the Almighty and decided to follow the Messiah. But then at the point of learning who we were, well, that was just, you know, something added. It was like icing on the cake pretty much, you know. But, I mean, most of us were still willing to serve this Creator in spite of the fact of us being his chosen people or not. So it so you can never claim it to be a prejudice or racial movement when 90% of the people was willing to serve this deity before we ever knew that we were Israel. You understand? So I think that's a significant point when people start to scream the racist aspect of it. Um, it's simply not racist. It's simply a... a um, uh, understanding of when we read in these scriptures and we know the history of our people and we look all over the world and we're the only people that fits all of those prophecies and all of those curses to a T and the Most High revealed to us through the Spirit that, hey, we are those people. We are the children of Israel, you know. Um, like I said, nobody else fits all of those curses to a T. Um, we could go back into history. We could check the archaeology. We have pictures of Israelite slaves in Egypt. They're all so-called black people with woolly hair and crop styles or afros or locks. And I mean, the evidence is undeniable. Um, we even have a lot of, and, and you know, so Israel is waking up. And just like the Messiah said, uh, when you start to see the fig tree blossoming, know that the time is nigh or the time is near. The fig tree in that parable is the nation of Israel, and we are definitely blossoming as far as we're make, waking up in numbers. Uh, we haven't yet to come together as far as a mass of unity, but we're definitely waking up the fact of who we are, and that's definitely a great thing. So that's pretty that's much true. it. I, that's true. Brother Jerry? Well, I would say this. I am fully convinced, fully persuaded, that my purposeful existence on this planet, specifically at this point in time, it's to help of people understand who we are, our reason for being, our reason for existing, what we're required to do, what's the responsibility, what we're called to do, to whom much is given, much is required. We're Israel. Why does Israel exist? It says he called them a nation of priests. And why did he call them a nation of priests? Because he wanted to show the world his intent and how he wanted to have a relationship with mankind. I believe that uh, I realizing who our identity is a very vital part in that. And for me, my purpose in contributing to this show is because I know that there are a lot of people who have questions that have not been answered. The Hebrew-Israelite community can be a very hostile place, especially on Facebook, because if you disagree with anything that's said and done, then many times you're berated. And I would say to this to people who are new, who are new at this, who are learning this information, who are trying to come into an understanding. Don't be dismayed. Don't be dis discouraged by the, by the soothsayers, by those who are teaching erroneous doctrine. Because for, for the most part, you have a lot of people who are teaching who have not been called to teach, who are preaching who have not been called to preach. You have a lot of people who have found a, a, a revelation, if you will call it, uh, information that all of a sudden gives them understanding about their whole sojourn here in America. As Brother said, it gives them understanding about their suffering. But that doesn't mean they're supposed to pick up a Bible and run tomorrow and start preaching and teaching people because a lot of the information is erroneous. I would say to a lot of you all who, who, who have no church background, but now you understand the truth. You understand what the Scripture is saying, and you grabbed onto that. You received the Messiah. You're born again. You're in the kingdom. 
I would say to you, remember, from whence you've came, just like the Messiah, just like the, Paul was talking to the Gentiles when he was saying, don't get too high-minded, because remember, you were grafted in. And I would say to a lot of people that for a lot of the confusion, a lot of divisiveness that exists right now in this thing is because it is in its formative stage, we're new. But a lot of it is because, again, you have a lot of people who are trying to teach and have been not called to teach, who are trying to preach and have not been called to preach. So you have to keep that, you know, be mindful of that so don't you, so, that, so you don't get discouraged when you run into a lot of misinformation and, and things of that sort. And also, I would say to people who are of the church, who come out of the church, who are in the church, you've come into this information, I would say, guess what? Hey, you've been you, you've got a solid foundation. Grab a hold to it and work with it. And remember, this is not a religion. We're not proponents of a religion of of an identity religion. All we're trying to do is bring to light a, a very a very important and significant aspect of truth in Scripture that consists of two thirds of the Scripture: who Israel is and what Israel is called to do, and how we can determine what the Most High is doing in the earth by watching Israel. So that's what it is, and you know we don't try to make it anything more than that. That's exactly what it is. And again, I would just in closing, I would say my last thing is this: is that to you all who have come into the truth, you know, don't get hung up on the idols. The idols are very subtle. We idolize a lot of things unconsciously, and we're not aware of it. Whenever we get stuck in one place, we idolize things. Remember, you came into this knowledge in your journey of pursuing the heart of the Father. Continue to pursue him. Even once you've got a good grasp of what this entails and what it means and the direction that the Most High would take you, continue to pursue him. Because in pursuing him, you will have life and life more abundantly. And you will not, And don't let anything slip. Don't let loose of anything. Hold on to those fundamental truths. Hold on to grace. Don't slip from grace. Don't become an, idol, an, an, idol, an idolatry of, of the law, as many of our brethren do, an idolatry of our identity, as many as our brethren do. No, 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 no. Look unto the art and the finish of your faith. And if you continue to hold on to him and continue to seek his face, he'll lead you through this. It's just a journey. And I, I appreciate, uh, Brother Gary, I appreciate the directions and talking to people like that with openness. I really appreciate that. appreciate both of y'all and what y'all bring. These brothers here, man, I really, really respect them a lot. They may not even know how much I really respect them. And I want to tell y'all, please, uh, uh, please go to their sites and, and follow the teachings of Brother Yeshua. have been teaching for a while on various stuff. Go to the archives and listen. You know, you got to remember these people ain't getting paid. And whenever money is not being exchanged, you're most likely to get true. But when money starts to get, ex- get, when money is exchanged, where money is exchanged, politics is relevant. People want to be uh, 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 wealthy, and if they know that in their church, if they preach this, they're going to run off half their church, why would they preach it? Why would they preach it? So, and, and by the way, those of you in the chat room, you need to call the phone line, 760-283-083. I just got that reminder. So, again, it's um, 783-283-083. I just posted it in the chat room. You're going to be disconnected unless you call in like one minute, 760-283-0838. But anyway, follow these brothers on Facebook. Follow these brothers on Blog Talk. Uh, if you can, some of y'all. It's just so thankful. I, I, I know what I'm talking about. The last show we had 29. I'm sure it's over 3,000. I just checked it earlier about 
about 15 minutes before the show, and it was like 29.83. So probably it's over 1,000 people have listened to that last show. So I know y'all out there, you're listening, and some of y'all got a little money. Some of y'all got a little clout. Use whatever you got to promote this truth. Okay, if you don't know what to say, you don't know how to say it, it's good to Brother Gary or Brother Joshua, then just simply share this video. Share this with other people. We ain't asking for no money. How can you lose? What are we getting from you? Nothing. Nothing. Even if they find out Brother Gary shared this and they like Brother Gary, what they going to do? Brother Gary ain't asking for nothing from y'all. Be wise. Use this information. It's not complicated either. I don't care if you quote me or not. You can say you said it. I don't care. We just want the world to know this truth, especially starting with the house of Israel. We want them to know who they are so they can understand their pain. They won't have that anger I talked about earlier. They won't have that disrespect I talked about earlier. What I like to do, Brother Yeshua, Brother Gary, is I want to take a quick little break. And when I come back, I want y'all to have last words. We got some people on the phone line still. Those of you on the phone lines, what I would like for y'all to do is just think hard. Do you have any comments for people that will be listening to this archive in the future? I haven't done this ever before, but I want what do y'all have to say, the brother that was on earlier, Brother Akbar, any people that know this truth. I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to give y'all about three minutes to share with people that will be listening to this because, again, 3,000 have listened, and we only just did this show like two weeks ago. So there will be lots of people listening. What do you have to say to anybody? Those of you on the phone lines that want to share, we're going to give you about three minutes, and then we're going to let our guests have the last words, and we're going to have to show up. But I'm going to take a quick little break, and when I come back, I want y'all to share what is it, what is it that you will share with people to let them know the purpose, why it's important of knowing that Israel were people of color. Because they, they still, some people might say, well, I, I hear y'all and it sounds good and I'm, I'm on the fence now, I really feel y'all. But some people might need to hear from you. They may think, because I know these brothers, we all in cahoots. Why is it important? Why is this revelation important to y'all? I want the area code 347322, press 1 now on your phone line because your hand is up, and I don't think you meant for that. If you want to press, push your hand up, press 1 twice. But area code 347322, you got to press 1 now because your hand is up, and I don't think you want to be up right now. And if you do want it to be up, press 1 twice. Okay, so right now your hand is down. If you have a question, after we come back from the break, press 1. All right? So we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Hey, all. This is John Carr from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, I just want to give big ups to Five Smooth Stones Blog Talk Radio Show. The reason being is that uh, I've enjoyed this show. I've enjoyed it from its inception with uh, Brother Seth and Sister Arlene. Uh, they have given uh, greater clarity, I guess I would say, to a lot of the scriptures that we always knew were there, uh, but now... They have opened up these scriptures so that now I can see things that I just simply had not seen before. And now when I study the Bible, I look at it from an entirely different perspective. And this is actually not just for the Hebrew Israelites or for the Christians. This is just from a scientific standpoint. Uh, anyone can listen to this show and enjoy it as such. Not to mention the fact that Brother Seth brings a lot of humor to it, which makes it very, very down to earth. So big ups to... 
the five smooth stones. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. relevant. And I know a lot of people trivialize the Holy Spirit because they don't have it. 
They knock stuff that they don't know. They knock things they've never seen. Well, what if I told you that it's real? She said <laughs> she went to church with the grandma. A lot of stuff happened with your grandma. <laughs> but some got a hold of her. What well, is it true? Now, Brother Gary's on the line. And I'm going to tell you all a secret about Brother Gary. I have the guy I got a little comical listening to the Clark sisters because this takes me back. You know, I used to talk with Karen Clark wee hours of the night. Just like I'm talking to y'all, I used to actually talk to Karen Clark Sheard wee hours in the night. And I know for a fact that girl ain't lying. They just as real as it gets. She ain't going to be, I'm just trust me, she, they not lying. And, and furthermore, what if she is lying? All these millions of people are not lying. They talk about being knocked to the floor, stuff running up their spine. Well, well, what's up? Is everybody just emotional? All these people just don't know. If that many people is off, then you just can't trust nothing. But what if I told you that Brother Gary is one of those brothers? Brother Gary, I want to put you on the spot. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing because he... <laughs> Y'all just, you got an inside joke. This brother and the Holy Spirit is no stranger. This brother speaking tongues more than ye all. You know how Paul said I speak in tongues more than y'all? This brother right here, out of everybody at ORU University, you could go to the prayer garden and find Brother Gary in tongues. Now, somebody say, well, he was just emotional. That nigga was just emotional. He didn't have no Holy Spirit. I'm going to let him talk to y'all about just a little bit. Answer, we still pick it back in our brother Akbar's question. I, I, I just, something about that brother's heart, just, just, I can't let that brother go. Can you piggyback, Brother Gary? And I'm going to ask you, Brother Yeshua, if you, the same question, if you want to answer, fine. If you want to pass, that's fine. It don't matter. I just want y'all to talk about this Holy Spirit just for a little bit because truly, if we don't have no power, Somebody got a lot of noise in their background. Somebody got a lot of noise. If we don't have no power, if we can't, if our God, if our Elohim, our king, if our ruler is not real enough to deliver Brother Akbar's community from drugs and to get these young people off this gangbanging, then we're just another religion. We ain't no different than Hindus or anybody. So nobody to be worried about no Israelites. So, Brother Gary, the talk. Well, for me, um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Rakadash, however people tend to refer to that person of the Godhead, <clears throat> uh, it's always been real to me because I didn't come to my relationship with Christ. Uh, Born-again experience was never about escaping hell. It was never about nothing like that. I came to know Christ in a very real way, and, and, and while I was, in, matter of fact, in prison, confined. And so for me, it wasn't about fire escape. It wasn't about, you know, what they call fire insurance, not wanting to go to hell. My reality was what I was dealing with at the present time and then what I had been dealing with for, for the longest, as far as I can remember. So for me, religion wasn't going to get it. It wasn't going to do it. And so for me, it's, you know, I go to those seek, knock, and search. You know, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. And when you search for him within all your heart, then shall you find him. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for the most high. I wasn't looking for a man. wasn't looking for a religion. We're looking for a church. And so when I had a born-again experience, you know, what a lot of people don't know, it, it didn't happen in the church. It happened in the prison dormitory. 
And it just got, you know, more and more intense from that point on out to the point when I was at ORU, I was at a place to where I was like, I'm not trying to impress people. I'm not trying to win people's friendship. I'm I'm, I'm looking for buddies. I'm here in obedience to the Most High. So if I'm here in obedience to the Most High, my thing is I'm going to plug in and get all I can get. Well, I've come to some very real realities. One of the biggest realities I've come to understand is that I'm not that smart. Um, I went to high school, and out of four years in high school, you're supposed to have 21 critics to graduate. I ended up with three. Um, after that point in time, after, you know, I went on ahead and did some other things. You know, after I became born again, pursued MGD, went to college, you know, did other things, and have, has helped wrote books for national speakers. But what I mean by that, and when I bring that point up, is that when it talked about Peter, it says that when they see Peter, when they talk with Peter, it said they could tell that these men have been with the Holy Spirit because they were unlearned men. And so for me, all this knowledge and this information, even though the Most High has used people like you, used people like Brother Yeshua to come and give me insight and, and cause me to question and think about certain things, and the final analysis of it, I give all glory, praise, and honor to the Most High because there's been times where he's just showed me things that I had never heard anybody speak of, anybody say, anybody talk about. And I can say that my my vehicle that, that uh, in a sense, uh, <clears throat> transported me into that realm was through the Holy Spirit, through praying in tongues. Spirit says that he that prayeth in an unknown tongue prayeth not unto man, how be it he prayeth unto God, how be it he speaketh mysteries. I don't know everything there is to know about my life personally. I don't know everything there is to know about the scriptures. So therefore, I have to rely upon the source that created me and the one that wrote the scriptures, and I have to go to him. And the only way I, I know from reading the scriptures is I go through him through the Spirit. You know, the brother was talking about what do you do? It's real simple. When we talk about, a, you know, what do you do for those people there in that situation, that environment? The other brother was talking about, you know, you know, how can we be made perfect? Well, it's real, it's real simple. It comes down to this. If you, I don't care if you're Israel. I don't care if you if, if you are an Israelite and you can trace your identity all the way back to Abraham, your lineage all the way back to Abraham. If you're not born of the Spirit, which comes by birth through the Holy Spirit, you're not in the kingdom. That's how important it is. You're not in it, and you're not going to get in it until you're born of the Spirit. And when of the Spirit, I'm not talking about in some generic term, born of the Spirit. No, that you have been, in other words, conceptualized and impregnated by the word of the Most High through the Holy Spirit, and you have a born-again experience. You are born again. You're not just converted through the law, because a lot of people are converted and not born again. There are people that stand in pulpits and preach every Sunday that are not born again. But I realized that anything I was going to be able to access through the Most High, I had to go through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit created the heaven and earth. It says that he spoke the word and the Holy Spirit hoovered over it and began the creation process. That's how important the Holy Spirit is. You can know who you are in Israel all day long. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not even in our kingdom. You mentioned, I said, most I, notice I said our kingdom. You're not even in our kingdom. So while we always use this phrase of in and out, ours, us versus them, well, guess what? If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not in the kingdom. You're an outsider. That's what I got. That's what's say on that. I go on there for hours, though. You know that, but well, you know. I, and I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to put them in the I probably shouldn't have did that, but I just got tickled thinking about how you used to pray in tongues so much. Boy, we used to really think this brother was just dang <laughs> convict all of us because we wasn't. We just didn't have it like that. It's it wasn't something, you know, that we felt. I, I just never been controlled. I don't care who doing what around me, but again, it was one of those speaking tongues. I, I didn't, and I didn't feel ashamed. I just felt like, you know, but whatever. 
But, folks, listen, I'm going to let Brother Yeshua please jump in if you want to uh, at this time, Brother Yeshua, and let people know the importance, uh, uh, not just Brother not just brother Akbar, but anybody listening. Now, this Ruach is very important. The Ruach is very important. I just like to say Holy Spirit. I don't. Let me tell you all something about me and saying things, anything Hebrew. You notice I don't do it a lot. And the reason why is I don't trust the Hebrew we know today. I just have issues with it. So I just feel like when I went to Israel, I would never speak anything Hebrew or try not to. I did it very little because I was so worried the Israelis was going to say, that ain't the way you say it. You say it like this. And I don't want them people trying to define nothing I do. So the fact that they're the architects behind this Hebrew or claim to be or got their hands in it, I'm very leery of that whole language. I think a lot of it is Yiddish anyway. But I'm sure... Brothers might disagree with me on that. But anyway, Brother uh, Yeshua, please, if you will, just briefly, the Holy Spirit is the empowerment that this brother is looking for and anybody else is looking for. People are listening to the show and they want to know how important this is. Well, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to teach them that too. The Holy Spirit is the one going to reveal to them whether or not we're tripping on some or smoking on some or if indeed we do have some, we're talking about some of substance here. So, what I would like for you to do, let me see here. I think, uh, do I have another question? Yeah, I think I got another question. But before I go to this question, Eric 708 again, uh, will you, Brother Yeshua, just comment? If you feel it, if you don't have anything, it's fine. If you have a whole lot, that's fine too, on the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be real, real brief. Um, well, just pretty much the Holy Spirit is the, um, you know, the third member of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is the Comforter. Um, the Holy Spirit is actually that that uh, that Spirit that comes into you. Like the Messiah said, unless you're born of the Spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. You know, so you must have that Spirit living with inside of you. Um, that Spirit actually is fruits of the Spirit. Where meaning, you know, you have the fruits of the Spirit because when the Spirit lives inside of you, you will exhibit these different fruits, which it talks about. Um, patience, meekness, long-suffering, love, temperance, all these different things which should be exhibited in one's life. Um, and it's definitely a comforter. Um, it's designed to lead and guide you into all truth as well. Um, gets rid of the spirit of error. And it's something that that's much needed today because with all of us being scattered, all of us waking up to the fact of who we are, but at the same time, uh, we can slowly come on one accord because we all have ultimately the same teacher, and the same teacher is the Holy Spirit. So we may be on one accord with brothers in L.A., brothers in New York, brothers in Texas, or wherever we be around this country, from Atlanta to Cincinnati, and never met each other, never even heard each other's doctrine, you know, but simply the fact that we have both learned from the Holy Spirit and pressing upon our heart the true understanding of what's going on, the true understanding of, of these scriptures, and, um, then we could come together as as brothers, as family, because they said two cannot walk together unless they agree. And in today's time, the Holy Spirit is definitely to be the main um, the main teacher of our people, um, because otherwise there will be no way that this divided nation will be able to start to come together. Those of us that are conscious. Um, so yeah, the Holy Spirit is definitely the comforter. Um, can comfort you just living in this cold and wicked world, you know, where all the things happen on a day-to-day basis, all the different tragedies, you know, just 
throughout America, throughout all the major cities, all the different, you know, crimes and um, the different things that just go on, you know. And you sit back and really just look at everything. I mean, it's just a um, a cold world, really no love. Like the scripture says, the love of many shall wax cold. We definitely see that today. So um, you have to have a personal relationship with the Most High. Like Brother Gary said, I was never looking for a religion. I was only looking to connect with the Creator, with the Almighty, the one that created heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that therein is. And that's that's what that was always the goal. And um, and just having that personal relationship is a a very comforting thing, you know, um, very very comforting. So that's pretty much it. So if you can go ahead to the uh, caller. Okay, here goes seven oh eight nine oh three. I think you got a question. You look like your hand is up. Hold on, hold on. You're gonna to have to turn whatever you got down. When I clicked on your phone, a whole lot of noise came on. I'm gonna come back in another thirty seconds, but please, please turn whatever you got down. That's if you had a question. Look like your hand is up. Eric code seven oh eight nine oh three. I'm gonna come back to you. Uh so anyway folks, I've have enjoyed this, brother Gary, brother uh I'm telling you, y'all have really, really did a wonderful job. And I'm not just saying that, you know, I think this was the best show out of all three of them. And hopefully, and those of you listening, I'm going to say something, I'm going to go to this caller. Those of y'all listening, and there's going to be lots of y'all listening, I know that for a fact. Please, if you really appreciate what's being said, don't just say, oh, that was a good show. Share this show. There's a way you can click on this show at the bottom there, hit share, and send it to somebody else. If you want to be a blessing to us, you ain't got to send us no money. We ain't asking for no money. Just simply share the show. How about that? Just simply share this show. Follow Israel now. Go to YouTube. I mean, excuse me, go to Facebook and, and become one of their members. Then go to their blog talk. And follow them and follow Fosmo's song. That's the best thing you can do for us. You ain't got to leave your, you have to, nothing has to leave your pocketbook. No energy on your part other than a few clicks. That's what I ask y'all to do if you really enjoy Brother Gary Ellison of Israel Now and Brother Yeshua. That's what you can do. All right? Uh, Eric Code 708, I'm going to come back to you. Uh huh. Hello? Uh, you there? Eric Code 708903, did you have a question? Yeah. I got actually I got three quick questions. I want to spit some scriptures, but I know how you is. You kind of scared the spirit on you. But I'm gonna say it like this, man. Hold on. What questions. did you say? What did you say? I got three <laughs> questions, man. No, please, I don't. I got please ignore that, Seth. Please ignore that. <laughs> no, man. That's my point. Being a man of the of the word, why do you always paraphrase the scripture? Or, or if, at least give a brother the scripture. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not teaching nobody or edifying nobody. Second thing, why, if you have any understanding, you've been in the, the business 20-some years, do you still use A's, I mean, excuse me, E's, O's, U's, and J's? Because that is Yiddish. So first of all, there's not no Hebrew. So it's not Elohim, it's Elohim, the powers. And third, with the speaking in tongues, that is the spirit of Bacchus, because First Corinthians chapter 14 proves all things, proves Sorry, I just can't do it, y'all. We won't do that tonight. Sorry. Brother's angry, loud, yelling, accusatory. We're going to have a good show. We're talking to people that do not 
believe necessarily with Israel. I don't do it on this show. This brother know better. I mean, he. I don't know. Brother Javier, I always like to come in a confronting whoever the guest is and trying to show everything up. Not tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next week. Brother Gabriel, I love you, my brother, but I just can't do it tonight. We're at the end of a show. We're reaching out to people that don't know they're Israel or that just found out and they're saying, hey, what this got to do with my salvation? They don't need to hear us just disagree on names in Hebrew. We're not talking about that tonight. And so I say this to my guests, those of you all listening for the first time or you new, remember, we're just learning. We are a, we are an infant state as a nation. We're, the bones are coming together. These even the dry bones are coming together. Sinews is beating up on the bones. They're taking, I mean, excuse me, the winds have beaten up on the bones. We are coming together. It's taking on flesh. Sinews is taking on uh, uh, identity. We, Israel, is becoming a nation again. Again, the Most High is not looking necessarily to resurrect all of Israel. We be a nation again. No, no, no. It's just a remnant. The scripture call it the election, an election. Okay? So that's who we're talking to tonight. Those that say, I hear y'all. I've done a wonderful job saying how this is important. Like you talked about Yahweh being a father and you're looking like a tyrant without this. You talked about the anger of black America or so-called Americans. The Limba people probably got going through the same anger, self-hate. The West Africans, the Aborigines, the Indian uh, untouchables, the uh, Dalits, as they call them. All of these people are going to the self-hate, disrespecting each other because they don't know who they are. You talked about that, Brother Seth. You talked about the hindrance, how white people are not our hindrance. They were just merely used by the Most High. But he's going to judge them if they take them too far. You talked about the word. Brother Yahshua talked about how the word was, how prophecy is being misunderstood because the true people are not being recognized. And you cannot understand what the Father is doing looking at the wrong people. It's a trick. These brothers can go deep. Brother Gary can go off into, which he didn't do tonight, but he can go off into who exactly those people are, exactly how they became a nation. I can too, but this brother can go a little deeper. He could talk about the, the treaty that went forth in, in, in Europe and, uh, excuse me, Britain and the United Nations and America forcing that state into being. I can talk about the lobbyists on Capitol Hill. If you know how much lobbying is going on to keep that, that, that lie afloat in Israel, you will never, ever raise your mouth to save the Jews. Eastern conflict, there would be no problem in the Middle East if everybody in the world acknowledged and knew who exactly the Israelites were. It would make no sense for those people to be fighting over something that's not theirs. Everybody would know it. And I talked about him, I mean, excuse me, I talked about uh, how that the nations of the world would no longer mock us, but they would begin to ban with us and want to help us. This is where our military is going to come from. We ain't going to need no military when Israel become a nation. Nations of the world are going to fight for us. We have to lift a finger. So these are some of the things we talked about. Brother, brother uh, Gary, I want you to go ahead and uh, have words. Brother Yashua, you all have words, and then we're going to wrap. This show up. It's been a wonderful show, positive, upbeat, and I just appreciate that the spirit by which we have operated up to now. Well, I would say this to all of the listeners who are listening, especially those people 
who are in the beginning stages of learning who they are, now that you know you're Israel, then how then should you live? I would say this, and, and you've been exposed to um, uh, just a diversity of teachers through YouTube, Facebook, or uh, many other different avenues through the Internet. I would say this. Be mindful of this, that the most important thing is that you're born again and that you're in the kingdom. And if you're Israel, that is no less important for you because it's it's very, very clear. And for all those who, who, who are new at this, again, I go back to this and you're listening, if this is if this one line out of Romans eleventh chapter is not to, is not a, a a foundational doctrine in whatever camp that you're out in in and they're claiming Israel, but guess guess what? You can have your identity and still lose your soul. Even so then at this present time there is also there a remnant according to election of grace. That's very important. Because that's pretty good. Because you, you elevate nothing above, nothing but but Yah Yahweh Himself above the all supremacy of Christ. If you elevate the law, if you elevate your ethnicity, any of those things above the supremacy of Christ, guess what? These are some hard cold facts. You've fallen from grace. And the Scripture clearly says that there remaineth no other sacrifice. Because Christ is the end of the law when it comes to righteousness sake. That's a good point. Very good point. Very good point. Uh Brother Yashua. Um, well yeah, first of all I'd just like to say um, you know, thanks for having me on the show. Um, enjoyed the time on the show, enjoyed, you know, the time being with y'all, Brother Gary and Brother Seth on the show. Um, delving into the scriptures, answering questions and whatnot. Appreciated all the um, listeners, all the people that made comments or questions, and even the people that didn't. All the people that in the li- all the people in the uh, listener audience. Um, just kind of just wanted to um, just kind of wrap it up by saying um, I just want to quote um, the Book of Psalms, chapter one thirty three, because I see um, among our people. Um, even our people that are conscious of who they are, it's so much disunity, and it's really we're not in the day for so much disunity. It's time to really start to uh, come together. Um, even though we may not believe every single thing exactly the same, but it's definitely time to start to come together as a people. Um, so the book of Psalms 133 says, it talks about the unity of our people and um just pretty much goes, um, I'm just put it, paraphrase it kind of, but it talks about um, pretty much, actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to just pull it out and read it real quick. I just want to read this real quick because um, that's what I see all the time. Like Jerry said earlier, um, on Facebook and everything, you know, our people just going back and forth with different opinions and always just battling each other. Um, but we definitely have to begin to start to come together in unity. I mean, we definitely have to do that, so... Let me grab this uh, page real quick. I just want to read a couple verses. And it's from uh, the book of Psalms, chapter 133. And it says, Behold, how 
how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirt of his garment, as the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For for there Yahweh commanded the blessing, even life, forevermore. So basically, just how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And um, that's something that you don't see much at all among conscious Israelites. And um, just to like, put out a call to everybody, that's something that we definitely have to start to um, work, work on and start to try to unify the people because when we're definitely in the last days, um, different things are going to begin to come upon our people, and we have to be unified. So that's pretty much it. I promise y'all, Brother Gary, Brother uh, Yeshua, man, I, I promise y'all this is the best y'all ever done. I'm not lying. I'm just thinking y'all covering everything I can think of and more. I'd be like, oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. So y'all have done wonderful. I really thank y'all more than y'all will ever know tonight. Folks, if y'all really appreciate the show, share it. That's all I can say. Also, I just want to remember, I always forget this. Uh, there is a website. I don't work on it as much as I should. It's a new website, uh, kind of new. Uh, it's www.5smoothstones.webs. Dot com www.5smoothstones.webs.com. It's a lot of nothing to keep you occupied. It's a lot of more. You can, it, we visit more truth on that site. I have a lot of pictures, photos, audio. And also, don't forget part one and part two. Part one of this series, we talked about how we know Israel, and we thought of, we brought up all kinds of scriptures, enough scriptures to keep you busy for a year of Proof, biblical proof of us being Israel, period, end of story, biblical proof, nothing but Bible, Bible, Bible. Then the next show, we can use the Bible. We just, 100% of the show, or I should say most of the show, was talking about how we know we Israel, alternative ways, using history and science, et cetera, et cetera. And then tonight, why it's important. We tried to stick on that as much as possible. We kind of got distracted here and there, but we stuck on it most of the time. Most of the time. Next show is a little bit more complicated with all these different personalities, but we're going to have it. And that is, okay, now we believe, we believe, we believe, we see it, we know it, and we see that it's crucial for the world to know this. How do we live as Israel? those of us that are true Israelites. And for our white brothers and sisters and our Indian brothers and sisters and our Hispanic brothers and sisters, Latino, anybody that is not living out, I'm not saying y'all are not, I'm just saying anybody who knows you and your people, the nation you're from, is not living out these uh, curses in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, you're not an Israelite based upon Scripture. You need to know how do you relate to Israel. I'm not an Israelite. I'm just listening to y'all. For sure I'm not. Okay, so what is it, and what's in for me? What, what do I need to do about it? Well, if you listen to the show tonight, you should have heard lots of things relevant to you. But the last show, we're really going to talk about your practical help to promote this truth, your practical help to promote this in the church. Do you know you are a required listener to share this now? If you are a believer, you don't have a choice. You are a servant. 
I don't want to say slave. It's a negative term for some of y'all. But you are servant. You're supposed to obey the Most High. Do you know, minister, you are required to now teach us in your church? Bishop? Want to be bishop? Names? All them letters behind your name? Now, something. You are required to share this in your cathedrals and churches. Did you know that? Mr. White Man or White, so-called white, if I can use it, I don't like the term. But did you know that if you follow the most high and you on your jobs and you have all these racist comments about black people, you now are required as a believer and a follower of Christ to share, no, those black people, they're Israelites. That's why they call it to what they're going to, Jake, they're Israelites. And I'm telling you, those kids, I, 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 boy, I lived for a show the night, and I'm telling you, those guys, they really saying a lot of things, and they are definitely Israelites. By golly, you're required to do that. If you're Indian, you're from India, you listen, you stumble up on this show, you're required to share that when you hear jokes from all these other nations, or from people from your nation saying, ha, ha, ha. You're supposed to say they're Israel. That's why they're going through what they go through. These are, as a title I'm going to write one day, y'all call us niggas anyway, some of y'all. Go ahead and say it. These niggas, <laughs> they're Israelites. That's Jacob. That's Israel. Did you know Moses was a nigger? <laughs> I'm being a little sarcastic with it. But those of y'all that use that term nigger, do you know what you're saying? You're calling the people of the book niggers and coons. We are Israel. That's who we are. So I'm going to have to show up again. I thank you, brothers. I'm going to go ahead and go out with my final song here. I always try to have a little song. Name of this one's called Change is Coming. So I'll let this play in the background for now. But uh, I just want to remind everybody, don't forget, we're going to have a part four coming up sooner or later. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Brother Gary? Yes. I thank you all for coming on the show. Hey, likewise, I appreciate the opportunity. Y'all may want to check out this last little song. I think you'll like it, okay? Brother Yeshua, thanks again, my brother. You're welcome, Mark. All right. Uh, like I said, we're going to go out with this last song. And again, I just want to tell y'all, follow the Holy Spirit. We're just mere men. What do we know? But the Holy Spirit will give you all power and teach you all things. Good night.